Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.34. I nearly forgot there's a radio show going on. Well, we're finishing up all these drugs over here. Uh, had to get to it some, someday. You know, they're not going to snort themselves. That's right. It's uh, going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 50. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Remember on Thanksgiving Day? No. Well, Thanksgiving Day, people have a tendency to uh, put too much on their plate, mm-hmm. and they eat it all. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, they're like, I shouldn't have eaten all that much. Yeah. That's what today's show is. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's so much stuff. Yeah, we got uh, prizes and guests galore. It's like you're going to finish the show today and, and say to yourself, ugh, such portions. Get a load of this. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about the Patriots, whether we like it or not. Uh, Marty Caproni will be here. But not to talk about tonight's show at Loft, because that's not happening. Because there is none, yeah. We also have uh, photographer Chris Marion coming in, so that's cool. But then we also have Rolling Stones tickets to give away, and it's a Thunderbird Thursday. Well, it's really not that busy, though. Dude, it's like you're not even going to get a chance to catch your own breath. You know what? Uh, we, we should be thankful that we're this busy. So close to the holidays, well, though. Well, yeah, you're thankful for all the all the friends that come out to you and see you once a year, and then after January, after uh, January first comes, nobody wants to come in here. I haven't even had time to pick up. Well, you know what? I'll help you. I'll help you throw stuff in the closet. How about that? <laughs> this place is uh, a disaster. <laughs> I don't want to be judged. Listen, we got air freshener. There's a there's a cleaner out there. We could we could uh, stress clean. It's 536 of Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. This is View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Craftsman, Aarons, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks in the world of manhood, there are certain things that you are allowed to do and certain things that you are not allowed to do, no matter how tempting or appealing those sick things might be. Sure, acting upon your disgusting animalistic impulses might seem like a great idea at the time, but when push comes to shove, there are certain unwritten provisions of the bro code that are simply off limits. Earlier this week, the Chicago Blackhawks terminated the contract of 20-year hockey veteran Corey Perry. According to the team, Perry was waived after a thorough investigation confirmed that Perry had committed an egregious act of workplace misconduct. And while the team would not say what he's accused of, some believe that Perry was terminated after he allegedly slept with the mother of his teammate, Corey Bedard. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, what does Corey Bedard's mother look like? Well, perverts, I'm here to tell you that you're missing the point. Sleeping with the mother of a teammate violates every level of broke code statutes. And while the Blackhawks insist that his termination had nothing to do with any family members associated with any team employees, I'm here to tell you they're probably right. He wasn't let go after sleeping with his teammate's mother. He was more likely terminated because somebody found out about it. You see, just because somebody's mother is attractive and willing to sleep with you doesn't mean that you should. Secondly, what kind of mother is this lady? I mean, were there absolutely no other options available? Which then brings me to my final point. If sleeping with a teammate's mother isn't the reason he was fired by the Blackhawks, then what's it gonna take? What's a guy gotta do? Of course he was fired for trolling MILFs off the Blackhawks team roster. Otherwise, how bad would the workplace violation have to be to overlook all that other stuff? Sure, Mrs. Bedard is a perfectly handsome woman, but 
Can anyone honestly say that having sex with anybody's mother at the risk of losing a $4 million hockey contract is really worth the trouble? I know I couldn't justify something like that, nor would I even consider it. Because when your team has a second worst record in the Western Conference, that's not the time to get horny. But hey, and never my yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The essential fall cleanup tools? You need to go to Rocky's, like a rake or pruners or a blower. Get a chainsaw. Maybe you need new gloves. Fall cleanup happens faster and easier every time you go. Get the right gear from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.53 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, uh, rain with a high of 50. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you... Still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, what a horrible story to kick off Hollywood Trash with, but uh, needs to be said. Shannon Doherty's stage 4 cancer has now spread to her bones, but that doesn't mean she's done fighting. She told People Magazine, quote, I don't want to die. I'm not done with living. I'm not done with loving. I'm not done with creating. I'm not done with hopefully changing things for the better. She was originally diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2015. She had a mastectomy followed by chemotherapy and radiation. In April 2017, she announced she was in remission. But by 2019, it had returned, and in 2020, she was diagnosed with metastatic stage 4 cancer, which eventually spread to her brain, and she had to have surgery to remove the tumor at the beginning of this year. But she plans to, quote, work and embrace life and keep moving forward. What a what a horrible fate to suffer. Uh, and fighting it for eight years. That's a long time. Yeah, eight years, and that's a lot of pain. There's all those treatments and all that stuff that eventually gets very painful and takes a toll on your body, and uh, wish her the best of luck. I mean, that's uh, yeah. that sucks. Uh, moving on to, uh, you know, the more important people, Taylor Swift is the number one most streamed artist in the U.S. and globally. That's according to the uh, the Spotify personalized uh, wrapped stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really wasn't a surprise, though, was it? No. Shouldn't be to anybody. She uh, She's the most streamed artist in the U.S., and uh, she's followed by Drake. I Mor- hate the Drake. Morgan Wallen. I can't stand listening to this guy. Like, like, I just... <laughs> Uh, my kid, you know, my kid. It's a popular. It's a. It's pop music. Right. It's not country. It's pop, and it's it sucks. You know what the thing me. about country music to today is? Because I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Country music today. <clears throat> it's today's easy listening. Yeah, it is. It's Seals and Crofts. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know when I think of country, I think of a, a guy singing on a horse. Yeah, like Gene Autry or that's uh, country or uh, uh, Buck Owens or even, somebody like that. Even well, Buck Owens is a freaking genius compared to what you see today. What? I mean, you know, like Hee Haw, that was loaded with great country and western music. Yeah, today it's I mean, it might as well be Dan Fogelberg with a hat. I just uh, I'm, and I'm a just, big belt buckle. I'm just listening to these lyrics and it's like. I'm going to do you down by a river in the back of my truck. 
This is some nasty things with a natty daddy. This is why I can never finish a steak at like uh, the Texas Roadhouse or Longhorn. Right. Too much country music being played in the background. I feel like I'm getting botulism by eating this steak. What is that? What is that horrible <laughs> thing? It's And again, it's not that I'm not a fan of country music. I What you just said about... When you think of cowboys, you think about all these these guys that that wrote all this yes. stuff, all these uh, the folk artists and things like that that kind of evolved into what country music in this country was, and then all of a sudden the '90s came along and everybody started uh, being all like poppy it, because they they realized that we're not making any money just doing this. We need to kind of have a little bit of that, so they do that crossover. Country right. pop thing, and it's, and this is what we have. We have Morgan Wallen Jesus. topping the charts. I'm telling you what, place yeah. is falling apart. Uh, it's also followed by the Weekend and Bad Bunny. Well, that I see. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, I can see that. Wait, did you uh, did you do your Spotify stats yesterday? Yeah, I did. So mine uh, up until I got my my kids their actual own Spotify accounts because we were using one account we were piggybacking off my sisters for the longest time. <laughs> so like my stats are like, oh Taylor Swift's your number one artist, followed by Olivia Rodrigo <laughs> and Megan Trainer. Sure, like, it's like all the all the pop hits yeah. are right there on my phone, and then it's like number four is Led Zeppelin. Because I listen to a lot of Led Zeppelin, that's like my thing. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, my, uh, you know, I'm, I, I my stats oh. are kind of, are kind of based a lot on the yeah. research I do for the podcast. So it's yeah. like, you know, what am I listening to as opposed to what am I having to listen to? Right. It's a little bit different. One of my uh, one of my top songs this year from Led Zeppelin was "Hey Hey What Can I Do." That's a good one. I I, I just I, it's it's certain songs like I, I love Led Zeppelin like you know most of it. Yeah. And, but it's like certain songs I'll get stuck on. If I like, you know, really like listening to something, I'll listen to it over and over again. And uh, that's the one. But the thing that was like, hey, and listen to this one, you romantic you. That's what it, that's what Spotify said. And I'm like, romantic? This is about a guy chasing a hooker around town. Is that what it's about? Yeah. He's huh. got, uh, I got a woman uh, wants to ball all day. I just thought he got lucky. No, he's waiting for the, the men to come out of church, and she's down there trying to, you know... Uh, she's a hooker? She's a hooker! I thought he was just doing great with her. No, 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 no. He's uh, He can never find her. Hmm. I guess that's a romantic in a way. It's not really a romantic song. No, no I mean, it's, it's not something you want to make out to. Uh, but that mo- was your number one song. The number one Led Zeppelin song oh, okay. yeah, that I listened to. Uh, most streamed albums in the U.S. Again, Morgan Wallen, uh, SZA with SOS. Oh, SZA. All right. <laughs> that means two things. Uh, that means he uh, he beats paper, right? Y- yes, he does. But rock beats SZA. And this, I've never heard of this. Metro Boomin. Have you ever heard of them before? No. Or him or her or whoever they are? No. Uh, that's number four. And then Morgan Wallen again at number five. Jesus. Uh, the most popular podcast in the U.S., Bax and Nagel. The Daily Podcast? No, no, no. Mm. no actually, the Joe Rogan Experience, which we kind of knew that was going to happen. Well, you know, even if it wasn't, mm-hmm. Spotify was going to say it was. Because yeah. they're $100 million invested yeah, into course, Joe Rogan. Of course they are. Call Her Daddy. I've never heard of that one before. No. Uh, Crime Junkie and This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn. I've never heard of those. 
The Daily. I've heard of The Daily. The Daily I've listened to. Well, that's an NPR thing, isn't it? Right. I've yeah, heard that's of a that very unpopular one. But uh, who is this Joe Rogan guy? Never heard of him. Maybe he'll make a name for himself someday. I think there's a chance. You know, we're, I'm only the top 14% of our fans. And then there's other people out there who are like the top .01% fans who have listened for like 25,000 minutes. I, I never listen to the podcast on Spotify. Oh, you don't? I, no, I usually listen on uh, you know on Apple or maybe SoundCloud. Oh, see, it's it's easier for me to do that because it's all my music is in one place. But, yes. Uh, yeah, I want to know. I wonder how many other fans are out there that are better than the ones that are on Spotify. Uh, Kim Kardashian posted a fun video that her and her daughter North made on Thanksgiving of them both lip-syncing lip to a couple of Kanye songs. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I lip-synced to anything on camera was when Ray J sailed the bad ship lollipop into my OMG hole. And that sex tape you can purchase on u for thirty nine ninety five. Uh Caitlin? Whatever well, got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once uh, prolapsed her beer koozie. Was starting to look like uh, I was uh, pull starting the lawn boy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is after I played rock paper scissors and uh, she arrived like a pack of Mentos dropped in Diet Coke. <laughs> Reminded me of the time I was doing an appearance at SeaWorld and I accidentally dropped the Maserati keys into Shamu's blowhole. <laughs> Whoopsie. My bad. You ain't getting the, yeah, <laughs> my bad. You ain't going to get those out anytime soon. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. eBay Motors. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lugnuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want. Selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rockets just about 615 and Forner with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 50. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, I don't know if you uh, had the chance to listen to my uh, wildly well-written view from the couch just moments ago, but uh, it's a, it's an amazing story that's uh, coming out of uh, Chicago. Uh-huh. The Chicago Blackhawks have, uh, have cut 20-year hockey veteran Corey Perry. Mm-hmm. After he allegedly committed some act of workplace, uh, some a workplace violation, we don't know what that violation is, though. Well, we kind of well. All right, yeah. let's put it this way: right. there are rumors of what this violation was. The yeah. team says this is not the case. He was fired for something else. But the rumor that's being spread around Chicago and around the hockey world is that Corey Perry. A 20-year hockey veteran, 38 years old, had a wonderful uh, hockey career, uh, won uh, Olympic gold medals, and and also uh, the Stanley Cup, Mm -hmm. is accused of sleeping with the mother of one of his teammates, Corey Bedard. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know how you feel about uh, this thing, but I am a big believer of a bro code. Yeah. which is an unwritten set of rules that says there are certain things that you can do and certain things that you should never do. Right. I think sleeping with a teammate's mother is probably something you should never do. 
Yeah, that's probably not the best uh, for, uh, I don't know, uh, camaraderie among the team. You know, you yeah. know it, you, it, your teamsmanship is a brotherhood. And there are certain lines you shouldn't cross. Now, the team is saying, no, no, this had nothing to do with him sleeping his mother, uh, with his mother. All right, but you cut him, uh, which makes me think, what does a guy have to do where you're willing to overlook this situation yeah. for something worse? What did he actually create in the workplace that was so horrible or worse than sleeping with a teammate's, uh, teammate's mother? Yeah. I, you know what? That's got to be a downer for everybody. Uh, yes. Everybody on the team. Like, because now you've broken trust. Like you just said, the bro code. Yeah. If, if in fact, he did, uh, you know, do this. However, uh, checking out uh, Connor Bedard's mom, mm, I can see where the temptation might lie to uh, nail her to the boards, if you will. Well, Steve, uh, whether Connor Bedard, Bedard's mother is attractive is hardly the point. No, here. I know it's, it's not hard. Really, I know it's hardly the point. I but mean, I she is a, she is a saucy and delicious, but she's also the mother of your teammate. She is also the mother, of your, and you know how many times uh, you must have had a friend when you were when you were younger. That you know the the mom was was super hot, um, or or, yeah. or a very attractive looking lady. Yes, of course. And maybe maybe you made some jokes to your friend about hey, uh, you know, there there was, I had a friend we used to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mom was very attractive. You know you couldn't uh, you couldn't deny that. Sure. And it was uh, you know and and it's and it's fantastical. It's always you know any movies that you see, whether it be. Uh, what was that one with Superbad with the, and the, and the, and uh, was, McLovin? Yeah. Well, it wasn't McLovin, but it was, uh, what, what's the guy's name? Who's the kid? Who's the, the kid? Uh, I don't, I don't even remember, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, the curly haired kid with the glasses. What was, yeah. what is his name? I, I don't remember. Oh my God. I don't know. We have time to look I, this and up. People are going to scream it at their radio right now. Uh, I, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what, what did, what, what's the point? But, but the, but the point being is like, you know, Oh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Jonah there Hill. There you go. Jonah Hill. The point being is it's shown in movies all over. Like, you know, that's like this this thing. Yeah, I know. And, and American Pie was the one where the kid finally actually does this and conquers, you know, uh, completes his conquest of, of Stifler's mom. Everybody sure. remembers that one. Right. But again, it's just a movie. It's just a TV show. It's not supposed to actually happen in real life. You're not supposed to do this to your friends or your friend's parents. And if your friend's parents are doing that, there's something seriously wrong with them. Because as a parent, you know, you, you how, co- how could you do that to somebody who is just the same age and the, on the same team as your as your own son well, i mean the, that, the, that the, doesn't say a lot about you as a person the you same know. age is uh that's that's one thing but you know uh you know, connor you know cory perry is uh, 38 years old he's a old man by hockey standards and you know her son is rather uh, you know quite young well see they, but they, uh, but they, never but nevertheless you know just because just because something is available that's yeah. Doesn't that's, mean you should just right. go for it. Right. Some uh, impulses are bad impulses. You know, yeah. some some uh, you know last minute decisions. Uh, you just uh, you should probably be best. You just you know, walk away. But again, what's the culture of pornography right now? Go on any pornography website. I bet you'd be 
hard-pressed not to find something that involves step-parents or, or, or somebody else's mother or mm-hmm. some other kind of like fantasy type of thing. See, but I, when, I'm, when I'm looking at porn, and Steve, as you know, that's almost hardly ever, but when I'm looking at it, I'm not, I'm not thinking in my head, hmm, I wonder what her family situation is. You know? No, but 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 I'm you know everybody knows this when yeah. you go on those sites. What's the first thing you see? Ah, kid has you know with his stepmom, you know, or whatever. It's some kind of weird like thing. I, I don't know why that's so popular. Yeah, well, why that particular genre is so popular. But uh, well, the first thing I see is usually a notification that uh, my phone has been infected. But that's you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. I think uh, I think you know. You can't you can't admit that you haven't seen that that like advertised no, of course, of for, course for, for viewing. Of course, it's out there. But you know, uh, can you imagine if you're you're working in a place yeah. and you find out that one of your fellow employees has been bedding down with your yeah, mom? How would you uh, feel? I'd want to take my hockey stick and wrap it around the guy's throat. Well, let's say my mother were still alive, and I'd be like, you know what? She hasn't had anybody in twenty years since my dad passed away. Good for her. If she wants to live her best life. All right, somebody that I know. Okay, but let's just suppose hypothetically (laughs) that the guy who's got a notion for your mom has a buddy. Yeah, oh, he's got a buddy, all right. I got a buddy who's in the geriatric (laughs) chicks. Yeah, I mean that would be disruptive. Of course, it would be disruptive. I, I, I'm not approving of this at all. No, I I mean, how could you? Other than other than the fact you saw the picture of uh, Melanie Bedard and she's a. that's, a rightfully handsome woman. That's kind of you know. That's kind of where I'm. I'm on the fence about it. The uh, the Blackhawks are saying that this is a uh, a baseless false rumor, uh-huh. and that may be true. But I'm gonna guess it's probably not a false rumor. Okay, so even if it is a false rumor, how are you gonna continue now? You can't continue. That thing will always be there. Yeah. Even if no, even if the coach comes in and like, all right, nobody talks one word about this. Yeah, because first of all, you know you're always going to see this. You see this kid. He's always going to yeah. think, "Hey, you were you were on uh, you were having sex with my mother." And then everybody you know, on the team is going to think, what? "You hear about that guy having sex with that guy's mother?" I'm trying to this think. Is disruptive. That, I'm trying to think of that old Lenny Bruce joke where he's talking. The judge says to him, "You told a joke about having sex with your mother-in-law." And he goes, "Your Honor, it wasn't my mother." <laughs> 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 and that makes yeah. all the difference in the world. But again, I can't, I can't imagine, uh, you know, in between periods when they're do- when they're back in the locker room <laughs> and they're like, "All right, we all know that Connor's mom is pretty hot, but we can't talk about it at all." <laughs> Come on, guys, stop talking about my mom that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ice is getting freshly shaved, <laughs> much like you know. And then you know, he goes into his little analogy there about. All those things. I've put the Bodie in the Zamboni. Yeah, That's yeah, what I've yeah. done. Oh, booyah. 623 and Rock 102. Medicare beneficiaries. Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, actually, uh, well, I'll give you the forecast now, but I believe Dan Brown is ready. Uh, he's out of the bathroom. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, it's uh, sunny with a high of 46 today, rainy with a high of 50 tomorrow. It is 25 in downtown Springfield. And uh, I don't even have a joke anyway. I guess we should have played the song. <laughs> We were like, should we play a song? And we're like, no, yeah, I don't I hear feel that like it. it's yeah. the same thing. And Probably. then I was like, oh, I forgot to bring the uh, bring the joke with me. It's funny how uh, the two of us, in spite of a show that is jam packed with activity, 
are so disorganized today. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, you know what? I have a joke, and uh, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but it's clean, and uh, we can tell it. All okay? right, good. All right, I'm ready. Go. You ready? ready? Yes, I'm go. ready. It's Bex and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> Classic Rock. A Wyoming Highway Patrol officer stops a Harley for traveling faster than the posted speed limit, so he asks the biker his name. Fred, he replies. Fred what, says the cop. Just Fred, says the man. The officer is in a good mood and thinks he might just give the biker a break and write him out a warning instead of a ticket, right? The officer then presses him for his last name. The man tells him that he used to have a last name, but he lost it. The officer thinks that he has a nutcase on his hands, but plays along with it. Tell me, Fred, how did you lose your last name? And the biker replies, well, it's a long story, so stay with me. I was born Fred Johnson from Rock Springs, Wyoming. I studied hard and got good grades. When I got older, I realized that I wanted to be a doctor. I went through college, medical school, internship, residency, and I finally got my degree. So I was Fred Johnson, MD, right? Okay. And after a while, I got bored being a doctor, so I decided to go back to school. Dentistry was my dream. Got all the way through the school, got my degree. So then I was Fred Johnson, MD, DDS. And then I got bored doing dentistry, so I started fooling around with my assistant, and she gave me VD. So now I was Fred Johnson, MD, DDS with VD. (laughs) Well, the ADA found out about the VD, and they took away my DDS. Then I was Fred Johnson, MD with VD. Then the AMA found out about the ADA taking away my DDS because of the VD, so they took away my MD, leaving me as Fred Johnson with VD. Then they took away my Johnson, so now I'm just Fred. (laughs) Ah, Yeah, that was well worth it, wasn't it? Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRumHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A Springfield man was arrested after police found a loaded firearm in a fanny pack he was wearing. (laughs) A fanny pack. Okay. Boy, that's intimidating. Uh, according to uh, Springfield Police spokesperson Ryan Walsh, around 1.30 p.m. on Tuesday, detectives in the area of a school and high streets, don't go to high school, go to school high. You know what I'm saying? Well, I know yeah. what you're saying. Uh, observed a vehicle without a valid inspection. Police attempted to conduct a traffic stop on State Street, but the driver did not stop. The vehicle eventually came to a stop on the 500 block of State Street. When officers approached the vehicle, the passenger, 24-year-old Jose Santiago Pacheco of Springfield, could be seen adjusting and attempting to hide a fanny pack strapped across his chest. I think he had to hide a fanny pack just because it's embarrassing to be outside with a fanny pack. Yeah, but you know what? This is a perfect example of why you should never make fun of somebody with a fanny pack because he could pull a gun out and kill you. Officers searched the fanny pack and fent. Found a lo- uh, large, uh, or found a loaded large capacity firearm. Santiago Pacheco, who was also wearing a GPS ankle bracelet for a drugs and firearms arrest in September, was arrested. All right, so he's got an ankle bracelet, but it's the fanny pack he's trying to hide. Yeah, this guy's priorities are all jacked up. Yeah, you know, it does sound like that that uh, that line from the Naked Gun. Ooh, that's a mighty fine ankle bracelet. Did that fall down there again? <laughs> and he's got a name that sounds like it's from the uh, from the from those movies. Jose Santiago Pacheco. That's what was it? Was it Rico Palazzi? Rico Palazzo. Hey, uh, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs>
<laughs> I just had it stuffed. Uh, the j- driver of the vehicle, 25-year-old Jennifer Oquendo of Springfield, was also arrested for not having a driver's license. Oh, tell me, when will you be mine? Tell me, Oquendo, <laughs> Oquendo, Oquendo. <laughs> Springfield police have now recovered 317 illegal firearms this year, a new annual record for seizures. Well, that's not a good record to have. No, not really. At least they're taking them off the streets. A man from Amherst has been arrested for his alleged involvement in the attacks on the U.S. Capitol on January 26th of 2021. According to the FBI in Boston, Daniel Tachi was arrested in Amherst on Wednesday. Court documents show multiple photos taken from video of Tachi in the crowd at the Capitol building. Prosecutors allege that Tachi reached the staircase on the northwest side of the building around 2.25 p.m., an area that is restricted. They also allege that he assisted other rioters climb up the outer wall of the northwest staircase and reach the upper west terrace where the crowd broke into the building and uh, through a door known as the Senate Wing Door. Video images show Tachi entering through the door at 3.18 p.m. and inside the Capitol building and leaving. It was captured on video again outside the building, breaking a shutter off the window. You know, probably if he had just gone in, didn't do anything, and came back out and not touched that shutter. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's on the hook for, for that shutter. You know how much those shutters cost on oh, the Capitol building? ton. You know, on the other hand, you could also say that maybe if he decided not to go to Washington that day, then well, he'd still be living his life normally like he typically would. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, everybody wants a thrill once in a while, so let's just join a bunch of people and seize, seize the Capitol. Seize the Capitol. Listen. There are plenty of thrilling things to do here in Western Massachusetts. There's the Eric Carl Museum. Yeah. There's the the Yankee Candle Village. Uh, there's that the dinosaur prints up in Northampton. I mean, the, or, or Holyoke. There's lots of things to do to occupy your time that do not involve wearing like a like a Viking helmet and storming the castle. You know, you storm the Eric Carl Museum, and uh, that brown bear saw many things that day. Yes. Yes. I mean, even a, an afternoon at the Springfield Quadrangle probably would have been a better choice than busting into the Capitol. Yeah, and you know, and and wrecking the shutters. Well, I mean, the shutters are the most important part of the building. You know, if you had just left the shutters alone, they would have probably just cited you with a trespassing order. Now, are these window protective shutters are they just merely decorative? I don't know. Is that something you pick up from a home show? Yeah, I can really see the people at the White House going to the home show to you know, you, you, you know, get to like a new uh, like a, a bath fitter. You, you never know. Uh, former diplomat and presidential advisor Henry Kissinger has died at the age of 100. His uh, consulting firm announced on Wednesday. This is one of those people that I thought had died years ago. No, he still uh, he was still with us up until about a day ago. Kissinger, known for an extensive career in national security and foreign policy, passed away on Wednesday while at his home in Connecticut. Uh, Kissinger's influence on global policy was far-reaching and continued to play an advisory role even after leaving the White House. He rose to the national stage in 1969 after becoming uh, former President Richard Nixon's national security advisor. Dick Nixon's security advisor in 69. All right. That's right. He, uh, in this role, he conducted negotiations to settle the war in Vietnam as seen as the as seen in the Paris Peace Accords, which he later received a Nobel Prize for. Now... Kissinger is a very polarizing individual. You know, on one hand, you you could say, well, you know, he accomplished uh, so many uh, remarkable things diplomatically in his life, and then you could also say, well, okay, but take a look at what's going, what's happened in Cambodia over the last sixty years. And uh, some people say he's 
uh, you know, uh, he's done wonderful things, and some people would say he's a bloodthirsty monster. So, you know, you can go either way on uh, on Henry Kissinger. You know what? I uh, I kind of like being ignorant about a lot of things. Yeah. And that's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't want you to explain what you're talking about, about Cambodia. Some people in this country are far right. Some people in this country are far left. I am just far away from everything. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. And that's the way I like to be. Yeah. No, I understand that. I'm but so- I'm just saying that he's a very controversial figure. And, you know, some people, uh, you know, people are divided on how they feel about uh, Kissinger's uh, career. Uh, I that's all I'm saying. I didn't that's, even know he it. was still alive. And I really didn't even know what he did. Uh, well, I paid that much attention. Yeah, I, I don't have uh, time to go through all his uh, that many list of accomplishments, but uh, you know, it's it's extensive. A uh, Massachusetts fisherman recently caught a record-sized fish off the coast of North Carolina, establishing a new record in that state, according to North Carolina Division of Marine Fisheries. Matt Fratasio of Massachusetts caught a 26-pound, 15.6-ounce uh, Amaco Jack off the coast of Moorhead City on November 8th. Wait a minute. You were in Moorhead and you caught a, a Mako Jack right off the coast? Well, what would you prefer to do? You get the uh, the, the Jack or get the Moorhead? Uh, I think I'd prefer the Moorhead. <laughs> I'd prefer it just floating around Moorhead all day long. And all of a sudden you're like, all right, guys, we're, there's nothing. There's no more. There's no more <laughs> Moorhead around here. Uh, I think we're out in the middle of nowhere. Well, I guess we're just going to have to get one of those <laughs> Almaco Jacks right off the coast. That's a big jack, if I'm not mistaken. And this guy's from Massachusetts. He's like, hey, I'll take you all to the Camelot Inn up in Yarmouth if you want. <laughs> That's where the traded fishing trips happen back and forth between these guys. <laughs> North uh, Carolina had no previous state record for Almaco Jack, but for some, uh, but for comparison, in nearby Georgia, the state record is seven pounds, uh, and the Florida record is thirty-five pounds. So this guy got the twenty-six pound record breaker in the state of North Carolina. Are you, are you really like in a state if you're in the water? Like how far at what is that? Like international waters is like what twenty miles or something like something that? something like that. Yeah. I just uh, really under the state jurisdiction when you're out at sea. Sure, to a certain at a, uh, until a certain point. I mean, I would say uh, you know who's the one that caught the biggest one in the world. I don't know what an Amako Jack looks like. To be honest, you don't know. I don't even know if it's good eating. Amako Jack. Let's see what an Amako Jack looks like. Well, I've seen it. How do you spell a mako? Uh, oh, it's a long, taint, it's a long, thin yellow tail. Oh, well, why did you say that? I don't know. Why do they have to go with those other names? Why did you say yellow tail, uh, yellow fin, whatever, yellow fin tuna? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, there you go. That's what an almako jack is. People are often caught uh, speeding on their way home, but this guy was caught speeding with a home, literally. A man in Excelsior Springs, Excelsior Springs, Missouri, was caught speeding while hauling a home. He was driving a truck with a 70-foot-long trailer-style house on the in, in tow. The police had to pull him over, but he wouldn't stop, and he led the police on the chase. They even tried to use stop sticks to slow the guy down, but that didn't work. It eventually ended when the guy drove off the road. Can you imagine, like, watching one of these, like, tractor-trailer-style uh, trucks with a house on the back of it? Hitting spike strips and still not stopping. I mean, that's crazy. 
how fast can those things go? I mean, with yeah, the, with I, all that weight on the back, yeah, you know. Yeah, when I uh, when I was a kid, uh, uh, on the end of my street was this former military installation in Rehoboth. Yeah, that was called the Nike site, and uh, it had like these bomb silos, and uh, you know, in, in the ground, mm-hmm. and those you know those. Those silos still exist. There's no more bombs in it, but the silos still exist. And there used to be all these military homes, all these ranch-style homes. It's these real modular type of uh, yeah. of places. And then when they closed that to military personnel back in the 70s, they moved all these houses on flatbeds. And you know, you, the street I lived on, it's like you know, it's a it, it's like you know, 30 miles an hour, but yeah. you can't drive that fast. With a home on a flatbed. Yeah, I was going to say, it must be pretty. I mean, I see the guys uh, from Skips having to drive very slow when they drive just a regular shed down the street. Yeah, but they don't take hard corners and fast turns because all of a sudden you got uh, shed all over the place. Yeah, you put. Uh, you might step in some shed. You don't want to step in any no, shed. You no, know, you don't want to drive through that shed either. No, you right. don't. Uh, the police say. That's why when, you, when you're hauling shed, you got to make sure you secure your load. You know what? We're doing a lot of our little references here this morning about uh, sheds. What are you talking about, Steve? I'm, I'm just, just telling you how to you know, secure a, you know, a load on a flatbed yeah, truck. You don't want to. You want to bust. Have your load bust out all over the all over the street. That's why you need your ratchet straps. Uh, he was arrested. It's unclear why the man was speeding with a house, and this happened on Thanksgiving, which makes it even more strange. And the police say uh, the suspected. The cops say the suspect, they suspected the driver was drunk when they saw the house flying down the road, but then they haven't said if that ended up being the case or not. That would be the first thing I would say. This guy was clearly drunk or on drugs or something yeah. that made him drive 85 miles an hour with a house ta- attached to the back of his through a, through a residential neighborhood. Oh, my God. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 46 tomorrow, uh, cloudy with some rain showers and a high of 50. It is 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Live. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 650, and the Eagles of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be sunny today with a high of 46, tomorrow rainy with a high of 50. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. All right, let's uh, review what is coming up on today's show, because uh, it's going to start getting very, very busy very quickly. Uh, Marty Caproni will be joining us in just a little bit. He'll be uh, coming in here to talk about the comedy show uh, that's not going on tonight at the Loft Comedy Club. So, he's got 20 bucks. Might want to find another way of uh, burning that one today. Right. Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock. We've also got Rolling Stones tickets to give away, and it is a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll have uh, that big, giant prize package that includes tickets to uh, tomorrow night's game uh, at the Mass Mutual Center against Wilkes-Barre Scranton. So all of that is going on. And, oh, yeah, uh, Chris Marion is going to be joining us uh, later on today, too. Oh, my God. I know. It's like it never stops. How much stuff can we pack into a day? I don't. And I'm busy after the show today. I got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, Do you have any old Google accounts? No, I have one Google account, and that's the one I'm sticking with. If you've got an old uh, Gmail address you haven't used in a while, today is your last chance to save it. Uh, starting tomorrow, Google will begin deleting unused accounts that have been inactive for more than two years. So if you had a burner account, uh, you weren't uh, maybe you were 
<clears throat> maybe you were messaging uh, your teammate's mother. That's how you. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you signed up for your Ashley Madison account. Yeah, you're not going to get those pictures back if you don't log back into that thing uh, today. All the old emails will be deleted. Same goes for any photos and Google Docs you've got saved in the account. I kind of figured that. For years, Google was always telling you you had all this gigabyte space in your email. Yeah. And I'm like, eventually that's going to run out or or, there, or it's going to require more uh, power uh, to run these clouds that they have. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they have that kind of space. I mean, I look at my Gmail account now. I got to... I got 7,437 emails that I haven't deleted yet. They announced it in May and said it's for security reasons. If the account hasn't been used in years, it's more likely to be compromised. They say most abandoned accounts use old passwords that hackers probably have stolen by now. Even if you don't use the account, they can still find stuff in there that can be used for identity theft. If you've got an old uh, address that, towards, that forwards to your current one, you still might need to sign in and save it. It's not clear if forwarding is enough to keep it alive. Uh, if that's the case, though, you should have gotten an email by now. Google's been sending them out to accounts they're planning to deactivate. Uh, you may actually have to have a little longer than today. They're starting with accounts that were set up and never used. Then they'll move on to the rest. But if uh, there's one you know that you want to protect, don't wait. Just sign in today and get your G- Gmail back. You know, it just uh, occurred to me. Like I, I used to have an AOL email account. Yeah. I know AOL is still you know, barely hanging on. It's still yeah. alive. I don't think I've checked that email address in a good nine years. You should. I probably should. There's probably a great deals on eBay that you're missing out on. Yeah, might be right. There I, might be. A, <laughs> I'm just actually. I'm trying to think of something that's now defunct. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, Toys, my, Toys R Us gift card. Your, your <laughs> Toys R Us gift card is available for you. Yeah, there you go. Your, yeah, that's it. Your Leechmere account is uh, about to expire. Right. Uh, I forgot my password, so uh, I don't know what it was back nine years ago. Can you do the forgot password thing and see I if you can answer the security questions? I could try, but I mean, do I really want to go that far into it? I don't know. Yeah, I had a uh, a friend who uh, his security question used to be, what's up? And the answer was nothing. <laughs> so then when he'd call the bank... They'd be like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty funny. That's, that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a great, a great way to do it. That is great. That was uh, actually, that was uh, that was my uh, my buddy Jim Ramo, who used to work over at uh, WMAS and sadly passed away uh, yeah. uh, about five or six years ago now. And uh, But uh, what, 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 a, what a fun story. He, he, used to, he used to do things like that all the time. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's all I got for your IT security chat yeah. this morning. If you want to hear more, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't have where I have nothing about <laughs> I, I information technology at all. Well, and we're hardly the people that you should go to for answers. That's for damn sure. Or yeah, or advice for anything. For anything. Yeah. It's uh, six fifty-five with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Or at your favorite tappy place. Wooden tap, come as you are. This holiday season, give them a... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? 
Folks, you may not know to look at me, but with my barrel-chested masculine frame bursting with an abundance of explosive testosterone, but the truth is I'm a fey and tender buttercup. Sure, I use a certain air of manliness, but when push comes to shove, I am consumed with a cowardly aversion to pain and suffering. I will go to tremendous lengths to avoid nicks, cuts, bruises, and boo-boos, and whenever I hear of someone taking the risk of an unnecessary physical exertion following a surgical procedure, I tend to distance myself from that sort of thinking. You see, when the New York Jets signed Aaron Rodgers as a free agent earlier this year, there was speculation that the Jets had a one-way ticket to winning their first Super Bowl since I was two. Sadly, Aaron Rodgers suffered what appeared to be a season-ending Achilles injury on the Jets' very first possession of the season, just one minute and ten seconds after getting the ball. This crushed the Jets' Super Bowl aspirations for the 55th consecutive year. The dude needed surgery, and the recovery time for most mortal human beings is at least 12 months. However, yesterday it was announced that just after 11 weeks, Aaron Rodgers has been officially cleared for functional football activities, meaning that despite the searing pain of a gruesome Achilles injury, he has been cleared to practice. The Jets have exactly 21 days to activate him from injured reserve with the idea he can return to the field by Christmas Eve against Washington. Folks, the man is about to turn 40 years old this weekend. He just had an injury and a surgical procedure that has ended dozens of football careers, and yet somehow, by some divine miracle, Aaron Rodgers is going to get ready to practice two and a half months later. Listen, if I stub a toe or pull a hangnail, I start filing disability benefits. If I twist an ankle or develop a painful ingrown toenail, I'll start demanding a handicap placard just for the parking. But the idea of getting back to playing football two and a half months after a complicated, painful surgical procedure, that's the work of an idiot. Because frankly, unless the guy is the Terminator, most people can't even walk to the bathroom after something like that. And I happen to be one of those people, even without a surgical procedure. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Milwaukee 20-buck tool sale at Rocky's is going on right now. Milwaukee hand tools and accessories, screwdrivers, pliers, and more, all made in the USA, 20 bucks at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. 707 and John Mellencamp on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 46 uh, today. Tomorrow, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 50. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Marty Caproni will uh, get here when he's damn well good and ready for it, I guess. Uh, you know, I guess going his schedule. When you're so great, you can just walk right in whenever you want to, I well, guess. Apparently right? someone's head's gotten a little too big for him. You know, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up. Uh, when he gets here, but uh, <clears throat> there was that uh, woman from from the Red Sox that we were talking to during the marathon. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And uh, and all of a sudden, Marty realizes that, oh, I know this girl. I used to hang out and party in her kitchen. And, you know, it, it goes into this whole conversation. And, and I'm thinking, maybe we should just rename the marathon Marty's High School Reunion. <laughs> Because it seems like he knows everybody. Whenever we go, we go, we anywhere we go, he knows somebody. It's unbelievable. He, had, he I don't know how he uh, inserts himself in so many social situations, but he does. Um, well, anyway, he'll he'll be here soon. Uh, but you you were just telling me about something before we went on the air. Yeah, this is a a little bit surprising because it's uh it's actually I thought uh, it's been a really cool place. Uh, Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. Yeah, combination concert hall, small theater, restaurant, gallery. 
and uh, co-working space on Race Street in Holyoke is uh, is on is for sale, listed for on sale now. The uh, city is researching the possibility of converting that building into apartment space. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of surprised because over the over the years, I mean, obviously COVID, you know, took a, a lot of the wind out of their sails, but yeah. they were booking great, great bands over there. I mean, they were really yeah. doing like a like a terrific they, job. They still do. They still got shows going on there. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a hell of a place. But uh, apparently, for whatever reason, they've decided to uh, to sell it, and uh, the thought is to convert it into housing. Well, that's kind of silly to take a venue that has been created to be a performance area, and if you're trying to bring arts and entertainment to your city. Closing up the arts and entertainment portion and making apartments out of it doesn't seem like a real good idea. Well, I think part of the and I can't confirm this because we haven't obviously talked to the uh, the owners of uh, Gateway City Arts, but I think that they when they uh, missed out on some ARPA funds, mm-hmm. they decided to scale back what they were doing. I think they were really gotcha. th- that was like they were kind of you know waiting for that and hoping they would qualify and for whatever reason. They simply didn't get those uh, those grants. So, it, it, having uh, having faced that, plus the pandemic, which you know no one was going uh, for shows for a while, uh, you know, financially that must have been a real uh, burden on them. And now that's why they're looking to sell it. But that's a loss. That's a real big loss for the city of Holyoke. It's a huge loss. And I remember uh, I remember there was a conversation between uh, former mayor Alex Morse. And another person who from Springfield, which I won't mention their name because I don't want to reveal this conversation. You know, what what's the name rhyme with? I, I can't even. Uh, I'm Male, gonna, female, short, uh, tall. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to go there. But 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 the quote was from from him was, "Well, good luck with Springfield because Holyoke is where it's at, like like as far as like arts and entertainment going." Well, that was probably 10 years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, was that and, like right uh, before he decided to leave to go to the Cape? It, yeah, probably. Yeah, two two days before he left, he's yeah. like, "Yeah, good luck with Springfield. Holyoke's where it's at. Holyoke is where it's at. So yeah. much so, I'm going to Provincetown." And then uh, here we are, where we're talking uh, of a of a year filled with like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Amy Poehler and uh, and Tina Fey and um, yeah. something else there. You know, uh, all these things happening in one weekend. That Iron Man thing, all happening in downtown Springfield. Yeah, yeah I gotta tell you, not like, not like he's uh, he's at the door. I mean, oh. it's not it's oh. not like uh, uh, you know. Man. I mean, it, 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 it's not like we uh, don't have other places for entertainment. Right. But certain size venues, you know, are important. Like, yeah. you know, like, like for example, I mean, there's some local bands that just aren't going to be able to play in a place like Symphony Hall. Right, right. Yeah, you know, or uh, or the Mass Mutual Center. Smaller clubs are actually, you know, a part of the, of the landscape. I'm telling you, that place down in, um, I think it's Norfolk, Connecticut. Yeah. It's, uh, it's called the Infinity Theater. Have you ever been there before? I have not. It's uh, it's a that's where I saw Peter Wolf. Oh yeah. And um, the, it's a four hundred seat theater. It's it's or a three hundred seat theater. It's actually a really intimate space, but yeah. a great venue to see a, a band like that. That's kind of what I like a Gateway City Arts thing, isn't it? Like a like a, like a it's not huge, but it's not. Well, so it was a multi-purpose facility, right? So they were able to do a lot with it. But yeah, I mean, some some of the shows they were bringing in there yeah. were incredible. Isn't it amazing well, that Marty Caproni is here? What are the odds? It's not because my head is big that I was late. Yeah. It's because 
the most annoying kind of driver of all time was driving your car. No, uh, no, second most annoying. Uh, the the person in the minivan who pulls out. No offense, Steve. The person in the minivan who pulls out super fast in front of you and then proceeds to drive four miles an hour and goes exactly every turn you're going uh, the entire yeah. ride. Yeah, but not taking into the account that somebody maybe say, man, maybe if I had left ten minutes earlier, I, I mean, might have been here uh, right on time. I didn't know we had a. I didn't know we had a hard start time. No, we don't. <laughs> We're on we're on Marty time. It's I didn't, like no. it's like being on island time when you're in Aruba. We're more on Wagon. Yeah, How right. you doing, Steve? We're, we're more on a flaccid time start. Yeah. That's, what we're, that's what we're doing. Well, well, do you need do you need a second? To no, I'm something? good. I'm ready to. <laughs> I'm shot out of a cannon, baby. Let's go. You look no. like you just came off the docks. Like you're uh, like you're doing some henchman stuff. I'm wearing my yeah. I'm wearing my open pantry uh, yeah. hat. Yeah. right here. You look like one of those guys. that's like a, like a fishmonger in Seattle. Like you're about to start <laughs> throwing carp around. I, I did that. You know, did, of course you did. I did that. I was in Seattle at, at Pike's Market, they call it. Yeah. And uh, I remember from the real world, the guys that worked there and they threw the fish. Guys like, we don't do that anymore. And I was like, guy, like, come on. I'm come at on. the comedy club. I'll give you guys a couple tickets. The guy's like, ah, get behind there. So I have a video of catching the fish. When they threw, yeah, how the about that? Yeah. And the, the job has been eliminated, but yet you still got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It was a bucket list item. Did you hear, uh, did you hear our conversation a little bit about the, the girl? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, from MGM or from the Red Sox. And Sarah McKinney, who used yeah. to be Sarah Keeney, yeah. her maiden name, who went to cathedral with me. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're just doing this break last week because uh, you know, and obviously, we, you know, we're a partnership. So MGM comes on during the marathon and talks about all the things that they got going on. And uh, she's from the Red Sox, so she's representing uh, MGM in that in that aspect. And uh, starts talking, and then at the end of the promotion, you say, "I'm going to do some radio ESP here," and. Uh, you know, he reveals. Yeah, I was on the fence. He, I was on the fence whether uh, I should do it or not. But uh, and then all of a sudden, it turns into this long conversation between Marty and this uh, yeah. this woman. Uh, not that you know there was anything wrong with I that, mean, but it was just kind of like. Oh, listen, by, by that point, we didn't care if it yeah. became the Marty Marathon. We didn't I, care. Listen, I was just I was not as overtired as you guys, but I was close. But I but I went back and listened to it yesterday, and I'd forgot that I had said this at the end of the segment. Uh, oh, this this hour of the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by classmates.com. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was like perfect. You were it was like perfect. you just know everybody everywhere we go. I uh I've been fortunate to live right here in Western yeah. Mass my whole life and uh you know, well, meet you some go. people. There you go. So, so no comedy show tonight. Yeah, that's why I uh, w- wanted to make sure I was here on time, uh, which I failed at. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's no comedy show uh, tonight. Uh, we come back from Thanksgiving break next week. Uh, our headliner. It's uh, a long Thanksgiving. Our headliner, uh, you know, kind of a jerk, but a, but uh, very funny. Uh, Steve Nagel. Uh, you guys Never heard of that guy. You Never should. heard of him. Yeah. I hear he's a hack. <laughs> oh, he's a hack, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll be there. Bax, you should come out. You should come out and uh, jump up. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm prepared for doing five good minutes. All right. Well, yeah. uh, Steve will be there next week. Uh, I'm telling people, there's a small change. I'm telling people if they... Uh, Want to get in now uh, and prepay? It's twenty dollars. Yeah. Uh, but uh, once uh, after next Monday, uh, that's going to go to twenty five. 
All right, so if you if you prepay, if you prepay now uh, on Marty's Venmo, yes, correct. This doesn't sh- sound shady at all. No, not at yeah, all. If you just uh, email or uh, Venmo Marty twenty dollars, yeah, or give uh, go to View Street and just give them the money over the counter and tell give them your name. Uh, Meanwhile, you got to you're sitting there. Somebody sees you sitting there with a stack of fish sandwiches at Burger King, going, oh, "What happened to all that money?" Get, that just, getting all my votes, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, so you know that way we have a, a easier way of uh, making a head count for the chef and everything else as well. Right. Uh, so that's two Thursdays in a row that people haven't uh, been able to have a nice, uh, affordable meal and a good laugh. So and, and uh, tw- well, I don't, I, I can offer laughs. I don't know how good they will be. But, uh, uh, twenty bucks. Uh, listen, twenty bucks before Monday, you can't beat that. I, I hope they're great. We have a few uh, faces that no one has seen before uh, coming out to do that show um, from Boston. I believe uh, Alex Giampapa, who is a really really funny kid, uh, he'll be he'll be out. He just released a special not too long ago, and a couple other kids too. So uh, that that. Uh, haven't been there on Thursday, so it's going to awesome. be a great yeah. show. Going to yeah. be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. And then this weekend, uh, you know, we always talk about the Connecticut thing. You know, we we're talking about that Saturday night. I am at uh, Hops on the Hill in Glastonbury. Which uh, go to ComedyCraftBeer.com now and get your tickets if you're Connecticut people, because I'm sure that'll probably, hopefully, sell out. So yeah. I'd love to. Uh, to make sure I pack that out with all the uh, Connecticut listeners. All That's right. good. Well, there you yeah. go. There uh, you have it. Well, there you obligat- go. Obligatory uh, whoring of your show, and uh, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Now we can move on to other things. So I do want to thank you for spending a good deal of time with us last week. That was I, a lot of fun. I enjoyed uh, every second of it. Um, I can't even believe I saw the final total. Was it 234? 234. Two th- 234. Yeah. You guys uh, must have... Been pretty proud of that. That's a record. That's a record breaker yeah. by a long Again, uh, you know, I can. I know I can speak for Bax at this. We're just, uh, you know, we're just amazed by how many people come out and, and help us do this. We're just the voices of this thing. We're not really uh, the ones donating all that money. I, I certainly don't have that kind of money in my back pocket. Uh, but uh, these the, these folks come out, and uh, we're pretty proud of it. But to your guys' point that you bust my chops over, um, it, it is cool to see all the listeners. You know, and you do. You know, you know. Well, you know, you, you seem to know them as they as they pull up. You're like, oh my god, I you know, I did karate with this guy 20 years ago. Oh, wow. I was in elementary school with this person. And, you know? and that's what kind of that event is 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 very much so like a like a like a reunion, yeah. if you will. You know, you see people you haven't seen in years, or you see people for the first time that you've never met before. The, and, the uh, people haven't been to a work release in a long time and just want to come out see yeah. if they got free food. You got anything uh, free over here? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're digging to, in the trailer, taking yeah. and the food's not supposed to go that way. It's what are you giving to, away for free? Yeah. Yeah. We're doing a charity drive. <laughs> well, I'll only give you this can of soup if I can have 10 pounds of whatever that volunteer food is over there. How, how cool was MGM, too, as a host? Uh, you know, they you know, were so I, accommodating. It was crazy. Considering, you know, you know what we have uh, you know faced in the last couple of years with the transition moving from one place to another, yeah. you, know, you never really know, well, you know, what is this going to be? Yeah. You know, wh- how, how is this partnership going to work out? You just, I mean, there's, there's no way to know and predict how well until it's you're be, in it, right? until you're in it, and when you're when we got in it, and we realized you know what really gracious hosts they were, and how accommodating, and you know how many of you know people who work at MGM were were volunteering themselves. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I mean, there, there was a, there was a woman there, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm sorry I don't remember her name, 
but she was volunteering her time. She worked like a third shift uh, at MGM, yeah. late night shift. But she was there like at 10 o'clock in the morning and worked all the way through. That's crazy. And she worked like a dog. I mean, she was just, she was lifting everything she yeah. could. She was working, uh, you, you know, unbelievable. I mean, it was, it was great to see because in years past, we haven't quite seen that same kind of participation. In fact, are, are you all saying of our about volunteers your former hosts? Are you, no, uh, I'm just saying that all of the volunteers <laughs> that they had were doing it at Mohegan Sun instead. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to outsource your uh, workforce every once in a while. Right. The Mohegan Sun is very close by. They right? were generous enough to give you one-eighth of one corner of their parking lot. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it, they were awesome. I'm. Uh, they And it seemed like every time we turned around, they were doing something else cool. Um, still... I watched the Patriots, unfortunately, like everyone else, uh, Sunday. But it was cool to see uh, Juju uh, Smith-Schuster there, the, the the receiver for the Patriots. Yeah, had that one catch. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it was it. But uh, they brought him over to, to talk to us. That was cool. And you know what? He he did make a uh, a donation. Did he actually make it? Yeah. That was going to be my he next. A, uh... He made a $1,000 donation. Because you know, he said that night, yeah, Monday yeah. night, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to donate. And we waited all day Tuesday. Sure, yeah, right. Wonder, well, is he going to drop this ball too? What? And then we thought, well, no, he uh, he made good on it. So I, it was I, awesome. Wow, that's I, that's awesome. There might have been a little bit of pressure uh, from you know his representatives and things like that. Yeah. Might have been. Because no, when I you don't. say something like that and then you don't do it. There have been a couple of times when guests that we've had on the Mayflower Marathon, yeah. wound up making significant donations that we didn't know about until after the fact. And I always think that's really, really it, cool. Because, you know, you know, I mean, we know a lot of the people that we interviewed, you know, yeah. throughout the course of the marathon. Some of them have become, you know, good friends. With Tom Cotter's a good friend. Mike Scully's a good friend. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember, you know. Ralphie May donated like 1,500 bucks. Like, he didn't even, he didn't even know what we were doing. Ralphie it was, was one of these things where, like, you know, he was so busy at the time because his career was just blowing yeah. up. And then we're like, hey, can we get him on? And we wound up, you know, through one way or another, his agent got us got us an interview with him. And then once he found out what he what we were doing, he was like, oh, oh, well, you I'll know what? You a check. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he writes a check for fifteen hundred bucks. Lisa Lampanelli, the same thing. She, Another one. There. She also yeah. had a big fat check because you know, yeah. in, in spite of being the the lovable queen of means, she's yeah. actually a really nice person. And, and Mike Scully just feel like he's owed by us for everything. <laughs> so. <laughs> He just sits at his home next to Mel Gibson and goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah one day I'll donate something to that. He thing. was he was uh, fantastic on air, though. He That was such a thrill for me to... to uh, I, I, I wish you could have been there the the, uh, the day that him and his brother Brian that had to be, showed up live. That had to be crazy. Oh, my God. It was like one of the funniest you know hours I think we've ever done. They got to be two of the most successful people to come out of Western Mass in entertainment, probably. What about David Starzik? Close, yeah, very close. David Starzik, yeah, grew I'm, up in Sixteen I'm, Acres. Yeah, I'm surprised a, you don't know him from the old high school reunions. David Starzik, I'm trying to, I'm trying to everything. He was in everything. Really? Yeah. yeah. Sixteen. Uh, those two guys, though, they're like, I mean, multi, multi, multi millionaire successful. TV writers, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't even. Uh, I don't I know don't that. Think, yeah, I don't know that. No, to be sure. I yeah. mean, they were both producers. I mean, you know, you know, Brian was the head writer. Yeah, and uh, and Mike was the executive producer of The Simpsons. Yeah, and that's pretty tall. That's a pretty tall order. I remember um, one of the producers, Sam. Uh, he was a big Shepherd. Uh, no, different guy. Different uh, Sam Adams. 
Mm, nope, that was a rapper. You're thinking that of was a rapper Sonic and uh, killer. That was yeah, a murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm not yeah. getting. Then I guess I get that wrong. You're oh. thinking of the uh, the butcher on the Brady Bunch. No, no not it's, him. It's Sam Simon. Yeah. Sam Simon. There, there you, you go. go. I knew it. Get him one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. I was uh, friendly with Sam uh, way back in the day. He used to be on Howard all the time and stuff. And and uh, he ended up getting sick and and he passed away. But he. He had some ungodly amount of money. It was like it was in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and he put it all in trust for like cats and dogs, like shelter cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they're just going to spend it irresponsibly. Yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> just going to piss right through that big giant fortune. cat jungle gyms and houses. <laughs> Which reminds me, none of those cats or dogs donated when we sent them a request to yeah, do well, it. Well, thanks for know. nothing, Fido. Yeah. But Juju did, so that was good. I'm, uh, that's really a cool thing yeah. that he donated. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was yeah, going to no, ask we, that question. We 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 got it out of him one way or another. <laughs> we had to squeeze him, but yeah. we got it out of him. <laughs> yeah. No, that but it was uh, it was awesome, man, and and uh, I really thank you guys for letting me be a small part of it. It's seven twenty five with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. GG Inks screen. It's seven twenty eight with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in the studio. Just want to let everybody know we are going to give away some Rolling Stones tickets uh, this morning, and it is a Thunderbird Thursday, so there's like two big fat giveaways coming up later on today. Damn, that's we, uh, huge. Yeah. We oh got, yeah. We got to do those like one of them soon. One of them will probably happen before 8 o'clock, but not yeah. right now. Not Keep your pants now. on. Stop. Uh, Don't even bother calling yet. All right. I know. You I, was, wanna, I was dialing the studio line on this. I was just going to excuse myself and be like, hi, this is Mark from uh, yeah, 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 Chicopee. Trying to pretend uh, you're the winner. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Dan Williams brought up a good point yesterday when during his show. He was talking about, like, if, you, if you're... Uh, if you saw the Rolling Stones 50 years ago, yeah. you were like maybe 12 years old. Now you're 72 or you're 62 <laughs> and they're 80. Like like it's 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 a way different show than it used to be. Yeah. I I yeah. still I still laugh knowing that that but, whole tour is sponsored by AARP. I think that's so awesome. But it still be and his to his point, it still beats Bingo Night at the Elks Club. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> You know, it really makes me uh, makes me think my dad's really uh, you know mailing in over there at the memory care assisted living facility in uh, Agawam. What yeah. he sh- he could be out there still working. You know, Mick's doing it. You know, all he needs is like a like a, a guitar and an amp and yeah. uh, you know a couple of picks and he'd be ready to go. <laughs> He's ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. ready to rock That's and roll. It. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass news first. 7.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. I think we should stop calling this news and more information. Yes, sure. Like sometimes useless information. Multiple police agencies were responding to a vehicle pursuit near I-91 in Springfield on Wednesday night. According to the Mass State, police troopers uh, were assisting at a crash scene that may be connected to the vehicle pursuit on I-91 southbound near Exit 3. The Springfield Police Department is investigating both incidents. The public is advised to avoid the area at that time. Or I say, I'm, I'm just changing it because they haven't updated it. Oh. I'm trying to update it for them. I, I can give you uh, my WWLP version of that. I saw that accident. Oh, my God. I saw a I car saw it. running down the road. <laughs> Crazy. It was a vehicle pursuit. And yeah. the police lines are woo, 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 woo. Woo, 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 woo. It wasn't dee da, dee da, dee da. We don't live in that country. Wee, woo, wee, <laughs> woo, yeah. 
Uh, what, is exit three right by uh, Long Meadow, the curve right there? I believe. Uh, no, I think I think exit three is the eighty Route eighty three Main Street East Long Meadow exit. Like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that's the downtown I mean. one. Yeah, by the, oh, well, by, this, the by the Belize uh, lot. The accident I saw last night, somewhere right around seven ish, uh, seven thirty, somewhere well, this, there. This was it. That this, was the. I, that I, was the one. So I was going to Long Meadow to pick up my sound from uh, Brian Plum, who lives there, and uh, I picked up my sound. And then when I was leaving and I was coming back, there was the uh, accident all over the highway. The the car, everything was backed up, and the car was facing the wrong way. I saw that. Well, see, you I could work. It. You could work for twenty two news. I synced it with my own you, ass. You're the next. You're the next <laughs> little go getter that's going to work at oh. that news station. Uh, on Wednesday, Massachusetts lawmakers heard public testimony on bills to allow deer hunting on Sundays, removing a century-old ban. This is farmers and concerned citizens report seeing deer everywhere. There's just deer everywhere. You gonna kill these deer on their way to church? Heartless. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta keep the population down. Otherwise, they get overpopulated, and then they start getting sick, and then they disease themselves. Yeah, and, but you know I what? Buy if, that. Do if, you buy that? I don't know. I mean, I, I to me, if you're a hunter, okay, yeah. and you can't get anything on a Saturday, it just makes perfect sense. You know what? If I just if I just stayed up in this tree stand just like one more day, I'd right. be blasting I, bambies with right. buckshot all day long. Right. I know you can't see this, baby, but Marty, check this out right here. They're talking about the deer hunting on Sundays, and they're showing like these deer running through this wilderness, oh, yeah. like out in Alaska somewhere. Like that's not here. That's not, that's here. not footage from here. They didn't send like the camera guy Put from it. Channel Forty out to the woods and say, "Here, get some footage of some deer running through deer fields." The Man. logic of it always we have to like listen. If we don't shoot these deer in the head, they're gonna starve. It's like, I would rather probably starve, you know what I mean? Like, give me a shot, you know? They, they do give them a shot. That's but not yeah. that kind of shot. Uh, lawmakers heard support and opposition from people all over the state who weighed in on the legislation aimed at changing the state hunting laws. The Mass Joint Committee <laughs> Mass. Mass. on Environment and Natural Resources heard from more than 30 people for and against bills concerning forest protection and hunting. What we're trying to do here is avoid a tragedy, said Representative Simon Cataldo. Uh, somebody's child or grandchild getting shot in their own backyard inadvertently. Okay, well, why? How often does that happen? It doesn't happen that often. No. And, and inadvertently, because Sunday would change that? Well, I think what may be part of the reason why they want to do this is the population of deer right now? Yeah, it's pretty damn high. Yeah, and in order to control the population, which for some reason uh, we feel like we have to be a yeah. part of, uh, maybe the one way to to control it a little bit better is to allow a little bit more time for you to uh, take your gun and and shoot a beautiful woodland creature. <laughs> it seems like a really cold, callous uh, summation. No, no, Martin, it is not callous. <laughs> it we you are. The more you kill, the more you save. save. You're saving yeah. lives by filling their bodies full of bullets. All, I, all I can think of is that uh, that Marissa Tomei speech in, in My Cousin Vinny where she's talking about the cute little deer putting his lips up to the water. <laughs> Bam! You know, and he, he blown your head yeah. off. Uh, she's more colorful. With so it they're worried about the kids. So um, I guess the Sunday scavenger hunt that I've always done for the kids in my neighborhood where I have more... 
white hats with pom poms and go through the woods. <laughs> I probably can't do that scavenger yeah. hunt anymore on yeah. Sundays. Will somebody please think of the children walking <laughs> yeah, right. around with the white tails on them uh, on Sundays? You Send know. your kid out the backyard. Make sure you do jumping jacks. <laughs> Uh, and uh, in support of lifting the ban, the executive director of a nonprofit organization supporting farmers in Massachusetts and helping preserve local produce, which is being threatened by the growing number of deer in the state. What I'm asking you f- uh, from you today is to recognize the natural disaster that's putting our farmers out of business, expressed Susan Murray, the executive director of Southeast Mass Agricultural Partnership. There are no fundraisers. There's no emergency funding from legislators to help out the farmers. This is a silent environmental crisis that the farmers are suffering. And if you've uh, if ever had experience with deer eating anything, like I got these uh, these apple trees in my yard. Yeah. They're got like they, I had no apples on them this year cuz the deer eat them all. So How do you like f- those apples? No, yeah. I don't I he doesn't like them at all. He I don't like them at all. I can't even have one. But uh, you know, this is it is a problem especially for somebody who's relying on that as far as income goes. You know, I'm not. I'm just a, a douche with a with some apple trees. Just in my out yard. there, amateur apple farming. A- amateur apple Ambles. farming. <laughs> amateur night at the apple orchard. He wears a pot on his head. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you th- it is something that needs to be addressed. I think. You know. Well, listen. I mean, there is yeah. there is that argument about population control of the antelopes. What about uh, what about we just legalize on Sundays being able to be physically violent but not killing the deer. You know, like if just you see rough them up a little, yeah, bit. rough them yeah. up. You yeah. see them out there eating the apple. You just go out. You, yeah. ah, that's what you get. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you know where the apple orchard is? <laughs> right back where you came from, boy. <laughs> uh, Bernardston and Greenfield Police Departments are warning about about apparent fake towing companies claiming to be based in Greenfield. Deputy Chief Bill Gordon said Bernardston Police alerted the department of the situation after doing some research. He found more apparently fake towing companies claiming to be based in the city. He said uh, situations like this are common, which is why people need to be vigilant in who they give their business and payment information to. The situation may sound familiar to you. Familiar to you. You're traveling in a car and you experience some trouble. You call the first towing company that appears to you online after searching for tow services. Here's the twist. You pay a deposit on the credit card and the tow truck never shows up. You learn that there isn't one after calling police and the address for the tow company is uh, for a building that uh, clearly is not a towing company. This happened to a person in Bernardston. After learning about the alleged towing company, Greenfield Deputy Police Chief Bill Gordon did some research. After Bernardston Police uh, told us about it, I googled uh, Greenfield Towing and found that Greenfield actually has four fake towing companies in town. As Greenfield Police pointed out on their official Facebook page, Miley's Towing Inc. address is an abandoned building, and we checked out all four addresses found online. We didn't find a towing business at any of them. Uh, this is why you should always go through AAA. Yeah, you know, uh, and don't fall for uh, quadruple A. That is a fake towing or, or mentor state, mentor state towing, yeah. uh, where they show, they show up in a slightly off-color green uh, tow truck and then... Uh, yeah, it's take like your money at least. Like the lift of towing companies. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm afraid of? The Chunks this, towing and stuff. But this is going to give the towing industry a bad reputation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, called some, uh, he called some of the companies with uh, Ch- uh, Western Mass News on Wednesday. They all utilized similar answering services. One alleged business putting, on a lo- putting them on a long hold. Others could not provide the address of an alleged business or the name of an alleged towing company. Uh, Gordon was calling for. These red flags, among others, are the ones Gordon said customers you need to utilize uh, caution shopping for any item or service. I, I've never 
I don't think I've ever tried to call a local towing company without. Go- I've always had a AAA membership, I guess. So you're proactive. You do things the right way. Maybe someone you know can't afford the AAA. Well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, at. and yeah. maybe that's the kind of person that would be susceptible to being screwed by. And I bet like you that. that whole thing's run offshore, and you probably call and they're like, "Welcome to a tow," and then the next thing you know, they got your money, and there's no truck. Yeah, when when the when the guy on the other line goes, oh, uh, you know, it's like mid November, it's yeah. twenty eight degrees outside. Oh, I hear it's lovely and warm this time of year in Greenfield. <laughs> that might be a red that flag. That's a red flag. That that you uh, when somebody says Chickabee Falls is a great resort community, you're like, wait a second, <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> we do this every year. the uh, The annual twelve days of Christmas. Yeah. Would now cost you $46,730 this year. Will they take a check? Or <laughs> they will take a check. Or a 201000 if you kept buying them over and over each day like the song suggests. Yeah. You know, I, I you, you can't, uh, who can afford that kind of thing? And how can you put that all in one stocking over the over the mantle? You can't. Yeah, I mean, the, the cost in this economy, no one has talked about it, but the cost of partridges has just gone skyrocket. Skyrocket. That's nothing. Who would you imagine having all those uh, the, those ten maids of milking? You ever see a, a, a woman while she's a? Uh, I have seen that uh, while she's a, nursing. It's actually I got a I got a, a buddy who's into that line. <laughs> Somebody was waiting for me to say that. It's actually eight maids of milking. And, uh, eight maids of milking. Whatever it is. Well, if you, if you stop there, eight maids of milking is only fifty-eight bucks. It's a weird gift, but it's the cheapest one on the list. That's is that eight. six months to the website or is <laughs> it's nine months? Eight <laughs> engorged maids of pumping in, the, yeah. in a room with the door closed. They're only they're only good for another three more weeks. Uh, <laughs> but it was it's eight women milking cows for an hour at the federal minimum wage of seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. <laughs> Uh, that comes out to fifty-eight bucks. That's actually not a bad deal. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad deal, by the way. By the way, uh, by the way, twelve drummers drumming is three thousand four hundred sixty-eight dollars to hire them. Eleven pipers piping, thirty-two hundred bucks. The ten lords a leaping. It's the most expensive thing on the list. What? The lords? Yeah. The it's it's based on how much it would cost to hire ten dancers from the Philadelphia Ballet. Yeah, but okay. That's how they. That's how, what, well, well, none what, of them are actual royalty either, so how, they're not actual lords. How much are the pear trees? Did, did they tell you? That's the cheapest thing. Yeah. Well, uh, Michael Flatley, uh, who's Lord of the Dance. True. You know, so I guess maybe that's some kind of like. Uh, da- I don't know. Yeah. I don't you got to get him and ten of his friends to to leap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we did the nine ladies dancing. That was eighty three hundred dollars. Strippers are way cheaper than that. I don't know why. Yeah, I was going to say they're not aware that the market has tightened up considerably in Western Mass here. There's not enough uh, employers for that. The seven swans of swimming. What Third- about the ladies dancing? It's also, yeah. Because does the bouncer say, talking. would you like to buy the lady a drink? Well, that, that's what <laughs> I was getting. That'll be $37, please. <laughs> that's what I said. Nine ladies dancing, $8,300. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Easily. Uh, no. Seven swans of swimming, $13,000. Can you not rent a swan? You go right over Her- Heritage Park with a <laughs> yeah. loaf of bread and get yeah. yourself the swans. No, yeah, they spent a lot They spent a lot of money on the two swans over yeah. there, only yeah. to realize they don't take care of the, the, the Canada yeah. geese that they were supposed to get rid of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, six geese a land 
cost you seven hundred and eighty bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. You and, can get those geese for free anywhere in Western Massachusetts. Yeah, at least fifteen thousand dollars for the sanitation department to get rid of all that <laughs> goose poop on the yeah. field. Right. Five gold rings, twelve hundred and forty-five dollars. That's for five fourteen karat gold rings. But I bet you our buddy uh, of the Hanush Jewelers with his loot. Oh, Tony Hanush, yeah, Tony Hanush, he, yeah. No, he, he can get you a better deal on that. Uh, four calling birds, six hundred bucks. That's crazy. Three hundred and thirty dollars for some three French hens. These uh, these calling birds, uh, do they have like a, a unlimited data, or what's their, what's their long distance plan? Uh, weeks and nights after nine. Yeah, <laughs> remember? Well, they get they they opened up uh, two other lines, so it's a little oh, cheaper. Yeah, it's yeah, only right. twenty five. I just pictured somebody answering a pigeon, yeah. just like holding the pigeon up to their ear like a phone. Two two turtle doves will drop you seven hundred and fifty dollars. Where are they getting these birds from? They're getting that's the problem. Yeah, they're paying too much for these birds. And the partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, birds. Yeah, four calling birds, three French and two turtle doves. That's the whole yeah, and the swans one. and the geese are probably there yeah. too. You, you just need a better bird broker. Uh, and a yeah, yeah. a partridge in a pear tree will set you back three hundred and nineteen dollars. The Actually, price of the bird uh, stayed flat, but the tree it lives in grew by fifteen percent. Yeah, the, the problem is it's Danny Partridge and Danny Bonaduce oh, comes to your house, and that's at least oh, ten thousand dollars worth of cocaine oof, in the first three uh, hours. <laughs> I, I would rather have uh, what's his name. Uh, who was the, the Keith Partridge? No, the the the, the guy. Reuben Kincaid. Reuben Kincaid. Yeah, Reuben Kincaid. Which one was Reuben Kincaid? He was the manager of the group, played by the unflappable yeah. Dave Madden. Oh, no, 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 that's the guy over at Channel Four. No, 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 no that's Dave Madsen. <laughs> uh, no, I you're thinking be. about the guy that used to uh, call all those football games. No, 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 that's jo- John Madden. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. No, you're just talking about this conversation. No, that's just maddening. There you go. (laughs) Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, sunny with a high of 46. Tomorrow, rain with a high of 50. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 753, and the Black Crows are back to Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today with a high of 46. Tomorrow, uh, not so nice. Rainy with a high of 50. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102 welcomes the Rolling Stones to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, May 30th. Uh, those tickets will go on sale tomorrow. Uh, Rock 102 wants to send you there. And in fact, uh, you can uh, you can uh, win tickets all week long. There's a chance to see uh, the Rolling Stones uh, just by being the 10th caller right now. Wow. 293-1021. 293-1021. Let me just clear out the phones Phones here. are open. Okay, wide open. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, we will count... To 10. It won't take us that long. So if you're still calling 25 minutes from now, uh, that's not going to help you out very much. <laughs> Look uh, at them light up. You can see it. You had any Rolling Stones jokes? Because I usually tell a Rolling Stones joke while we're doing it. I mean, please, go ahead. Uh, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards were arrested uh, for allegedly breaking into a Spanish man's house. They reportedly took some of his belongings, only what they could carry. You know, when police asked the homeowner about it, they said, uh, well, they took what they could, but then the Rolling Stones gathered no moss. Uh, 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 yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, God, thank God it's Thursday. Uh, <laughs> you know what's weird is you read that in the same exact tone you read the news. So if someone just got in their car and turned it on, they're... they're <laughs> Nick Jagger and Keith Richards were arrested <laughs> for allegedly exactly right. Spanish man. So Did great. you hear what happened to the Stones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Nick Jagger's going to jail. They're going to be out of jail by May? Yeah, we're going to get the seats. We got... <laughs> 
Is there, is there going to be any handicap parking available at Gillette Stadium that weekend? <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I told there'll you be, there'll be shuttle service I, I, from the extended lot. I, 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 I know we got to get to the to the contest and everything, but 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 years I was t- told back to this years ago when you know yeah. my mother moved down to Florida, she wound up getting one of those handicap placards. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, when she'd come to visit up here, she'd bring the handicap placard with her. So we'd be parking out in front of Ocean State yeah. job lot, like, oh, look at the bougie rolling yeah. up in the minivan, you know, roll out the red carpet. Here we go. And you walk right in the store. But you go down to Florida, there's no handicap spaces available no. because everybody has one of right. those. So what's going to happen at Gillette Stadium and Here's my prediction for ticket prices. Here's my yeah. prediction for t- F- floor seats. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Anything in the stadium, sixteen bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything with stairs, sixteen bucks. Yeah. We we really gotta we gotta capitalize on those handicap people. Scott Zolak joining us in just a few minutes at seven fifty six at Rock one hundred two. Classic Rock. It's eight oh nine and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's gonna be sunny today with a high of forty seven. Tomorrow rainy with a high of fifty. It's twenty six right now in downtown Springfield. I can't imagine a single situation in which Scott Zolak really wants to talk about the New England. <laughs> Patriots. In fact, I would think Scott Zolak would be looking to talk about anything other than the New England Patriots right now, and he's on the phone this right now. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning. Uniforms, baby. Uniforms. We're going to talk about uniforms. Today. <laughs> we're, we're only 19 <laughs> days away from the biggest game of the uh, of the year for the Patriots, and that's uh, when the Kansas City Chiefs comes to town, and uh, Taylor Swift will be in one of the boxes there, I'm sure. <laughs> you really think it's going to happen? Yeah. Do you really? Dude, she lives like half an hour away. By, by helicopter, 20 minutes away. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, probably that. Oh, God, then they got the new helipad that Mr. Kraft built. Oh, yeah, but, painful. But you know what, Scott? Finally, people will be anxious to get into Gillette Stadium this season. That you know, that would be the one yeah. game where people would want to go to. Oh, it's, it's banged out every every week. Don't be, don't be worrying about empty seats. Now, the problem is, well, guys that have tickets or people that have tickets want to go. Well, I, I think the um, more pressing question is how's her arm and do you think yeah. we can get her at second string or third string in there kathy ireland was a kicker in unnecessary roughness perfect oh, her. Oh, you know i love taylor swift i love taylor swift we've been to every concert i spent four thousand to take the kids there this past one at gillette and she's gonna go and marry this or, or go out with this dweeb I mean, this guy's oh. a poser. You, you see him. You see him with the camera shots, like when she's singing, and he's just standing there. Oh yeah. And he, oh, I hear the song. The camera's on me now. I got to start dancing. Yeah. Like, you know. Scott, hold on a second. You've been married for a long time. You know this. You know there's. You know there are things that you would do that in your youth you would say I would never do that. But because you're a married guy, you're hooked. Right. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, come on. Well, listen, I've been married for long enough. I know what it, I know what it's like. Sometimes you got to compromise your better judgment. I'm sure Travis Kelsey is doing the same thing. I think that's why I'm married. Now, why I've been married so long? I'm the same damn guy that I was 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, let's so, anything different. So let, let, let's talk a little bit about this situation because I mean, yeah. it, it, the reality is is that the Patriots are off to maybe the worst season that we can remember since I don't know. Uh, the ni- the 1990s, and uh, it's not going to get any better. Everyone's talking about you know you know, whether you know this cone of silence that Bill Belichick has about announcing his starting quarterback is the the right thing or the wrong thing. To me, it's just causing more problems. Name your guy and go with it. Do you do you agree with that or not agree with that? Bill Bill's doing that from the press standpoint. 
to, to, to take any pressure off those guys and put it on him. So he's being talked about. It's Zappy this week, no doubt. Uh, he took all the reps yesterday. The funny thing is Malik Cunningham took the two reps. Uh, Mac Jones took none. So Mac's going to be the three, third guy this week, the inactive guy. Um, Bill says, hey, what happened in practice? That's what happened. And that's what all the players said. Like, yeah, we knew Mac was going to play last week because he took all the reps and was number one in all the drills. Well, that flipped this week. So that's going to be Zappy. And Bill's just, you know, he's got not getting good play out of the position. He's just, I'm not naming a starter position because he doesn't know if it's worth one naming. It's, I, I think he's at that point. It's, you know, when you're when you're watching that game, uh, you know, on Sunday, and, and you're seeing what Mac is doing, and you know he had a week off, and you know there's plenty of time to prepare yourself for the Giants, who were a perfectly beatable team. You have yep. in the in a broadcast situation, how do you not just take your headphones and slam on the uh, on the ground and say, "That's it, I'm out of here." I did. Yes. I did. He's done. He's done. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out now. And, that's the same thing to Gusecki when he talked that one route. Get him out. Sit him down. Put a jacket on him. He did that, too. It's You can see who's in it, who's not, whose head's not in it. It's getting quite clear right now. Scott, uh, Marty here. I I was in my car. What's up, Marty? Not much, buddy. I was in my car on the pike, and I heard your call at that pick. And while I was disgusted, I was also howling, laughing because <laughs> you had had enough to a point where you were like, "Have you seen enough, people?" <laughs> like, have you seen enough you... to England? All yeah. five of you states. Have you seen enough already? Yeah. yeah. And hopefully, I painted that picture well because that's the way everybody felt. So, so my question is: Does that come organically, or are you already thinking ahead for this week for the calls <laughs> when Zappy throws no, a, a terrible every... pick? I get asked that a lot. Everything's organic. I. The awful calls, if you listen to any, whether they're play-by-play, baseball, basketball, the long poetic soliloquy at the end, like those are all predetermined. Um, now that's just my reaction right there. That's what you feel. Like entire New England should be pissed off about that pick. Yeah, because it's it was more egregious than the one the prior week against the Colts that he had Gasecki wide open in the end zone. He threw it at the, the running the defensive back's knees at the four. It's crazy. But it's they, almost like he has no mechanics. It's like he's just like in that situation. He forgets that he's a quarterback. He throws off the back foot yeah, or he well, underthrows or, you know, it's it's crazy. The problem, the biggest problem playing quarterback is, is confidence. And I, I, I compare it to golf. So, you know, when a golfer has the yips, Yep. Something's out with the hips. You know, it's all about form. Is am I am I getting through on the ball? Is the head turning over? All that stuff. Same thing with quarterback. Like you could see it, you got it, and then all of a sudden my feet aren't planted. I'm stepping the wrong way, and when I don't have a strong arm and I don't have my mechanics and weight into the throw, the ball's going to fall short. Uh, but when he has everything set, we see that we seen good Mac two yeah. years ago. Yep. Mac well, his rookie year was good. Mac he went to the Pro Bowl. Well, you know, we, we're, we he talk- shouldn't have gone, but. We're, you know, we're talking right. about the you know the inter- the interceptions that he threw. What about the ones that he almost threw? I mean, those you know, to me, he just got lucky that he didn't walk away with four or five interceptions in that game. Well, that's a scary thing because he's got twelve on the year now, which is a very high number. Um, the problem is if you start tacking, well, that two from two weeks ago on, or the three he should have had this past week. Now you're talking like high teens, and if you get into the twenties as a as a quarterback, man, you're out of the league. You really are. Yeah. So. Um, I think he can play in the league. I think he could he could be a decent backup somewhere next year, but uh, they need a major reset here. They they do, and you know now people are starting to look at where the Patriots fall in the draft. You know, right now it looks like they yeah. could get as high as three. You know, there's, there's some good quarterbacks in that draft. There's also some good offensive linemen in that draft. I, I know it's early to really start to projecting this out, but I mean, if let's say for example that either your Bill Belichick or the newly hired general manager of the Patriots 
where do you go? Do you do you do you pick lineman? Do you pick quarterback? Is Marvin Harrison on the board when I pick? I take him. Yeah. Yep. I take Marvin Harrison and I work outward from there. Then it's probably a tackle and it's try to get a quarterback in the second round, probably. I mean, you know, one of the things that, that that bothers me when people start, you know, you know, picking apart uh, picking apart quarterbacks is, you know, as a quarterback yourself, you you know this. The most important thing a quarterback can have is time to make the play. So if if your line sucks, it doesn't matter who you are. I mean, you know, Joe Montana could have gotten you know crushed with a bad offensive line. Any you, Tom Brady could have uh, you know could have had a different career had he not had a, you know, a great line in front of him. That to me is the biggest glaring problem you have. Is like the reason he lacks the confidence is one, his offensive line is not that great. You're right. Yeah, that's the problem. You're shuffling six, seven different guys in there, and uh, every other snap he's getting hit. So it creates this sort of cabbage fever for you, where you think you're seeing things, and they call that seeing ghosts. Where ooh, he looks like he's breaking down, but then all of a sudden the guy gets in, picks him up. Should have been protected, did get protected, but. I kind of fell down because I thought I was going to get crushed. And we're seeing a little bit of that from Mac now, too. Uh, yeah. The, in the indie game, you see him uh, tucking the ball quite a few times where you're like, why is he doing that? But uh, after yeah. having a 350-pound guy fall on top of him, he's probably figuring that's what he's got to do. Um, uh, uh, do you think that there's a shot of seeing Malik Cunningham in there because he's a more mobile quarterback and maybe he can extend, you know, uh, extend the play a little bit? Say we get like a first down inside the five. Yeah, which is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I could see him. I could see him going into the game as a wildcat situation where you put him in gun and you know run a read option, maybe run a little play action pass. Same thing out in the field, third and two, third and four, third and short, because his legs he's so damn quick that he gives you the ability to pick up, you know, like pick up a first down like Lamar Jackson does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see some packages with Malik. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You you get to watch the practices, right? No. Oh, I was I was going to ask how You're his arm be. is. If it's an NFL caliber, uh, arms, I mean, I saw him at camp. His arm's fine. Yeah, but you know, it's just the logistics and feel playing in the throwing offense. It's you know, you gotta you gotta really hone that. And uh, he's really a developmental receiver that they're working on now, trying to run right right routes. But for the most part, he's got a pretty good arm. I mean, I saw him at camp, but like during practice during the week, you're allowed to like to, the press is allowed to watch for first ten minutes, and then they clear it out before they get into team. This is uh, Scott Zolak on the phone. So I want to I want to kind of pivot away from the Patriots. Uh, you know, probably thankfully uh, for just a minute here. But uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, was announced yesterday that he, after eleven weeks, after you know blowing his Achilles out in, in the first minute of the game with the Jets, is uh, is about to has been cleared for functional football activities. Now, uh, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody here. I know if I had a very bad boo boo, I would milk the living crap out of that for as long as I could. Can he possibly be at that level after 11 weeks after Achilles surgery? To me, it just seems like the biggest pipe dream in, in NFL history. And he puts him at 40 years old, which he, his birthday is this weekend. He's a great risk if he thinks he's coming back this season. I, am, am I out off the wall on that one or am I right? No, I, mean, I agree from the number standpoint. Age is not your friend, right? And young guys heal quicker. Old guys take a long time to get back. The best thing he has going for him, he's, young, he's skinny and he's wiry and he's light. He's a little guy. Yeah. Um, so this isn't a big 6'5", 230-pound lineman. It's really stepping and planting on that Achilles. Now, he didn't have that full Achilles surgery. He had some sort of bridge put in there. Now, whoever designed this bridge to, to get guys back on their feet quicker, the, the thought is he may have to have another Achilles surgery after this year. 
just to sort of tighten it up, but the bridge is sort of a temporary thing to get you back out there quicker. If this works, um, man, that guy's going to make a ton of money, meaning the, meaning the surgeon that, that came right. up with this idea. Now, you remember the high ankle sprain? You know, when we yeah. talked Mac this time last year, there was a thought you could drill a hole through the bones of the ankle to tighten down that ligament. And I forget the name of that, but that gets you back on the field quicker. And it's almost like you put a zip tie in there and you pull it tight. Ugh. Those are all risky, man, because it's just, you know, it's te- those are temporary fixes. Well, yeah. I just think Rodgers is doing this just to see, are the Jets going to be in the mix and I can come back at playoff time and lead them to the Super Bowl? The thing I just don't understand is, you know, okay, so, you know, I, I love me some Aaron Rodgers. I've been a Packer fan for, for, for years and years and years. What I don't understand is if you're a 40-year-old guy and you've played football for as long as he has, there is wear and tear on your body going into a surgery. Yeah. And coming out, of a, coming out of a surgical procedure and having everything, all your plans hinging on an experimental procedure like the one you're talking about right now, I'm sorry. I, you know, if it's me, I'm thinking, you know, i got to live the rest of my life into my 50s and 60s. You know, is yeah. is this yeah. really worth uh, you know, g- g- going through? I mean, to, I, I don't know if I could make that decision. Yeah, it's weird for him because, you know, he obviously took less money. It was important for him to go to the Jets to want to play on a good team there. So I'm, I think he's going to do everything he can to understand that his window is very short. It's probably this year and next year, right? Right. So I can see him trying to come back. I, this doesn't surprise me at all. Um I don't expect him to be as good as he was. Cause I think the mobility is going to be limited a little bit. Because, yeah, I'm going to be a little leery as to how I plant on that leg. I'm not going to be you know, really pushing off it. You got to be careful and watch this thing. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, listen, we're running out of time, but uh, next week we'll have lots to talk about. Uh, you can ponder this. UFC star turned OnlyFans model Paige Van Zandt has claimed that uh, the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift relationship is a farce. It's not real. Thank Think God. about that. We'll Thank get your God. opinion next week. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good, guys. All right, Scott, Hang in there. We'll see you next week. We'll see you. It's Scott Zolak. It's 823 with Bax and Nagel and Marty at Rock 102. Rock it's uh, 8.26 yeah. with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. <laughs> Again, all these conversations, we cannot continue on the radio. But, uh, well, you yeah. could kind of, well, you could kind of I, I, talk I, about we that. We were talking about some local news anchors who are very, very attractive, but uh, we're not going to, you know single anybody out, but I do remember meeting uh, one of them uh, and being all like, ooh, uh, look at that, let me go say hi. And I go say hi, and she's like, oh, my dad's a big fan of yours. And it's like, okay, I'm going to back away. I used to listen to you sitting in the backseat of my grandparents' car. (laughs) I'm getting to that age now. Yeah, Yeah. Believe me, I've been there for a couple Uh, years. uh, That ain't a great conversation. No. I'm just grateful that you guys have brought me up to speed on the uh, talent in the market because I've been out of the loop. You've been out of the loop? Yeah, I when don't really watch. were you ever in the loop? I don't really watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't really watch the news. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we we mentioned this before a couple weeks ago. We were talking about, you know, well, where do you set, you know, the high bar Yeah, in, in, in Springfield local news? You know, over the course sure. of many years, I think the three of us are in agreement, you know, there's, there's Sonia Baghdadi. And everybody else. And then there's anybody else. else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. As, as, and there have been some beautiful women, uh, you know, who have come and gone through, through town 
but I don't think I've ever seen anybody reach that that uh, level. And I think Sonia Baghdadi is the last time I really remembered anybody that did the news here because we used it was a thing, you know. Like my roommate and I at the time, we were two bachelors living together. It was like a we made it like a funny thing, like ah, yeah. oh, Sonia's coming on, you yeah, know? yeah. And that's that's why I, re- hey, I remember. Uh, I think I told you she stole, she showed up at Westfield State once to get some like when I was going to school there oh. to get some like man on the street or man on the campus interviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could see all of the all of the college aged boys just going eh. <laughs> big puddles of drool everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but we're animals, aren't we? We are. We really we're are. Yeah. We're Knuckle dragging animals. Knuckle dragging <laughs> disgusting men is what we are. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we didn't have microphones in front of our faces. Yeah. We swing from vines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we would be doing. We got news next to Rock 1031. With Max and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. It's brought to you by Planet Fitness. Beat low E and find your big fitness energy with Planet Fitness for only 10 bucks a month. No commitment. Deal ends soon. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. A man from Amherst has been arrested for his alleged involvement in the attacks on the U.S. Capitol on January January 6th of 2021. According to the FBI in Boston, uh, Daniel Tachi was arrested in Amherst on Wednesday. Court documents show multiple photos taken from, uh, vid- from video of Tachi in the crowd at the Capitol building. Prosecutors allege that Tachi reached the staircase on the northwest side of the building around 2.25 p.m., an area that is restricted. They also allege that he assisted other rioters climb the outer wall of the northwest staircase and reach the upper west terrace where the crowd broke into the building through a door known as the Senate wing door. Images also show to, uh, Tochi uh, I- entering through the door at 3.18 p.m. and inside the Capitol building and then leaving. He was then captured on video again outside the building, breaking a shutter off the window. That's probably the thing that got him uh, arrested. He would have been better off putting his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Oh, <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite, like, little short videos from that day was the guys climbing the side and then falling off and then somebody adding the Super Mario uh, pitfall <laughs> sound to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the documents say that <laughs> January 24th of 2023, a police officer made a traffic stop in Hadley where Tachi was driving a vehicle with a broken headlight. After reviewing pictures from video at the Capitol, the officer recognized uh, Tachi, and then uh, that's when he was subsequently arrested. With the, with the animal skins and the wait, Viking helmet, the, wait, the wait, dead wait, giveaway? Yeah, wait. Do we believe that? I'm not a conspiracy guy, but do you believe the cop that pulled somebody over was like, I happen to recognize that face from the thousands of faces I saw. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I uh, I think it's weird. The guys from Amherst, that's I, the I, last community. I would have thought it would have been Huntington, Steve's. I think it's one of the, one of those things. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I, I, I would have think it was one of those things where, you know, it's been so far now from yeah. the date that yeah. ah, you're in the clear now. Like, you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, nobody saw me, and then all of a sudden they're knocking at your door or they're pulling you over during a traffic stop and going, "Hey, by the way, uh, we saw you take that." post-it note off nancy pelosi's desk this this is how bad a cop i would be if i pulled over that guy the shaman guy with the he's wearing like the squirrel costume and the and the, if i pulled him over and he was in full costume and face paint i'd still be like guy looks familiar but i just yeah, can't, I can't place can't, it yeah, i can't really i don't know where do i know you from here's your ticket you got yeah. 60 days to mail in response have a good day yeah. well they, there you go that's it that's how they they they're still uh they're still getting caught that's, that's crazy happened. yeah 
Uh, let's see. Uh, police in Gardner were led through multiple central mass towns after a man from Spencer allegedly stole an ambulance from a hospital. The Ashburnham Fire Department said the man tried to get into the ER at Haywood Hospital at around 540 on Wednesday night. There's a hospital called Haywood Hospital? <laughs> I guess. The uh, man assaulted EMS staff as well as a civilian and escaped by stealing the ambulance. Gardner police identified the suspect as 21-year-old Harrison Bargiolo of Spencer. The ambulance was pursued by police from Gardner through Hubbardston. Uh, how do you know, like, who to pull over for? <laughs> Wait, who's chasing who here? <laughs> police confirmed that the ambulance struck one vehicle. Bargiolo ultimately drove the ambulance back to the hospital where it crashed outside an ambulance bay. Bargiolo was arrested and is facing uh, numerous charges. Um, let's see. Uh, in a heartwarming initiative, Westfield State University advanced public relations students are uh, spearheading a campaign uh, titled Stick Together with Rick's Place, where hope scores big. The uh, The goal is to raise awareness and funds for Rick's Place, a nonprofit that has been a pillar of support for grieving children aged 5 to 18 and their families since its establishment back in 2007. Headquartered in Wilbraham, Rick's Place extends its grief support programs to uh, families across Western Mass and uh, Northern Connecticut. The campaign, led by Westfield State students, who will host multiple events to create awareness and collect donations for a circuit maker and foldable floor chairs, enhancing the support provided to youth in need. The students aim to uh, involve the community in these events, featuring games and raffles with prizes, including a Stanley Cup tumbler, Apple AirPods, and much more. The events are uh, throughout December. You can get the whole list on the uh, the Westfield State uh, website. It's a really great thing that they're uh, good. That they're doing. Because uh, you know, there's so many people. This is the the group that that I yeah. attended with my with my kids. And uh, the resources there for adults, its again, it's not therapy, but it's got therapeutic aspects to it. Yeah. And uh, they do they do, they do, do deserve the pomp, uh, you know, uh, for, for all the things that they do uh, for the families of Western Massachusetts. So I'm, I'm glad uh, Westfield State That's is good. doing that for them. I know that has a special place in your heart, similar, similar to, you know, Bax and I's heart with... Bacon hash over at Evans. Oh yeah, oh, Jesus man! Don't get yeah, me don't started. To, yeah, don't forget to support them because they're they're hurting now for the big bacon hash uh, famine. Go support your local business. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I was there over the weekend. Were yeah. you? Yes, and it was delicious as it, always. It was, oh God, I risk the gout if I get it now. I don't know. No, no, no. You listen. There's plenty of other things to get there that are just as delicious. This is true. This and is Tony true. behind the grill will te- will uh, will, <laughs> yeah, but will did, treat you right. Didn't you say uh, that you go in there and you order the bacon hash and they go, oh, ah, with the Baxendale. With the, uh, oh, with yeah, the, they did. Uh, they, yeah. They, yeah, they were like, ah, oh, yeah, they Bax. Yeah, 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 but you know what they've done? What? They, they have now added it to the daily menu. It used to be just a yeah, Friday, you, uh, just yeah. a weekend thing, but now it's it's uh, every day they're open. All they got day, the bacon hash. Day. You know, there's some guy back there cutting bacon like this son of a gun. He's <laughs> talking about this bacon hash. <laughs> talking about the bacon hash. Yeah, 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 well, it's all right. In there. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, uh, go ahead. No. Uh, did you have something else? No, I was going to oh. say maybe I could uh, have uh, Evans uh, do a breakfast for dinner at Loft some night. You know, we'll have him. Hey, that wouldn't be that's that's not a bad idea. Pancake night. We yeah. should do pancake night. We breakfast for dinner. People breakfast love that stuff. Dinner. Yeah. IHOP does it all the time. Breakfast for dinner. Maybe we'll, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk to Chef Jeff and Chef Larry. 
Yeah, we'll, tell you, we'll, we'll get pancakes. Yeah. We should do pancakes at my, uh, at the thing I'm doing next. Uh, cereal night. That's Mike. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'll talk to him about it. Yeah, bowls of cereal. How cereal much? night. Cereal night. I love that a, idea. That'd be affordable. <laughs> oatmeal oatmeal night. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be coming to Andrew like, yeah. Marty, somebody ate all the Count Chocula. We're out of Count, <laughs> Count Chocula here. Oh, I should mention that we don't have the show this Thursday, but uh, next Thursday. That they should come next see Thursday. And maybe we'll do breakfast or dinner. I'll talk to Larry, see what he says. Sure. Uh, for more than uh, two decades, speeding has been uh, involved in approximately one-third of all motor vehicle deaths across the U.S., and residents in the town of Hamden are speaking out against this form of aggressive driving in their community. Hamden residents think that speeding has become normalized, saying that they witness speeding on a regular basis on main roads near schools, parks, and local businesses. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Only one of us lives in that town. Uh, somebody obeying the speed limit when they uh, leave here? Steve, I am the kind of resident that obeys the rule of law everywhere I go. I highly doubt that. Uh, 20, <laughs> tw- Other than the meth lab that is in my basement, <laughs> 20, I do not break the law of any kind. 22 News sat down with Scott Trombley, the chief of the uh, Hamden Police Department, who says that his officers are doing everything they can to survey traffic issues, citations, and address speeding concerns. He says the biggest problem that they run into as a department, is the lack of staff. Hamden has smaller police departments, so they can only send out so many officers at a time to survey the streets. And Hamden's a pretty large area. Yeah. Area-wise. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, what is it, extends all the way down. That's a pretty big distance. Yeah. How far out does it go to Munson? How many miles from, like, the center of town there? That's probably a good it, it's seven a good or num- eight miles. Yeah, right? it's a good number of miles. It's a, good, it's, it's, it's a big town. But I got to tell you, a lot of people drive like, uh, like, <laughs> nutcases in that town. Yeah. Maybe if they had a red light on major intersections, uh, maybe that would slow people down a little bit. Throw a speed bump in there, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh. Who's this douche with the backs and Nagel sticker driving down the street <laughs> acting like he owns this town? <laughs> it ain't me. There's no stickers in my car. <laughs> Not uh, identified. I don't, I don't want people to know who I am. <laughs> so, anyway, they're having the trouble with the staffies that we try to do the best job we can in showing the people down and uh, and being out there as much as possible. And if we have to, a citation will be issued. I think we've come a long way from being able to go out there and sit with radar to now where we have a tool that actually gives us data that gives us certain times of the day when speeds are happening. You know what? You know what I think that is? It's that you ever drive over one of those, like, yeah, the road, they're, they're they do traffic, that. They call yes. them traffic counters. Yeah, but they... But I'm the conspiracy theorist who believes that it tells you how fast the car is going uh, on uh, the thing. You're actually not wrong as someone who drives on highways in different states all the time. Yeah. They run those in some states. They run them across the highway, and they, they clock you. So they'll set it for a mile. You'll drive over the one at one mile. You'll drive over the, the, the end at the uh, one mile later, and it will pull a, a readout right to the cop's computer of exactly how fast you traverse that mile. Yeah. That's what they were worried about yeah. here when we had the mass pike toll booths. Yes. They yep. were worried about people, oh, well, if it It'll takes you, go from exit seven to exit four, it should take you, what, 12 minutes? Yep. But if you got there in six, yep. then they would issue a citation. But they, we, that never happened. It yeah. never happened, but it will happen. I'm a, I'm a, I don't, I don't uh, discount that. I, yeah. I think there really is something to that. They could very easily uh, you know, tag you for, for speeding. That's why, as a man who's over the age of 50, I always stop at a rest stop to take a leak. It's a smart, smart move just to throw off the, uh, throw off the big, big government. Yeah, just to slow it all down. Well, it took this guy three hours to go a mile. <laughs> How did that happen? No, but they, they they will absolutely they will absolutely when when the government runs out of money and and they can't 
uh, they still won't cut government. They'll figure out ways to make more money off people, and that'll be the next thing that they do. Well, right. yeah, that's how you keep revenue coming in, man. You're just finding out more ways to screw it to the uh, the public. Right, right. Well, there you go. No, there you go. Is where it is. <laughs> Uh, do we have, do we have a guest here? Is our guest here? Did you see anybody at the uh, door? I, he, he just, I believe he just walked into the door. He, I just, he, he I walked think, into the door? Well, that's probably not good if he I walked into the door. I believe he is being escorted downstairs at this moment. Oh. oh, okay. Well, maybe we should wrap it up then. I guess. Sure. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 47. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 50. It is uh, 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's the same old... Do- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 in Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 47. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 50. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah. I'm uh, ready to get my pumpkin spice and my live, laugh, love sign on. That's it. Listen, you know, uh, one of the most uh, fastest growing areas of uh, Springfield right now is Gasoline Alley. Uh, loads of stuff going on there. The third annual Kringle Market uh, begins in just a couple days in the studio is uh, photographer Chris Marion and uh, Tim Munson from Monsoon Roastery. Good to see you guys. Hey. Good morning. Tell, Mon- glad to be here. Tell us uh, what this is all about, the Kringle Market. Uh, man, so this is the third year, as you said. Um, we've got the, this is like a curated almost museum type uh, quality uh, artisans that are in here uh, on Sunday from 10 to 4 Man, Tim, I mean, you know a lot of these folks better than I do because they come in for coffee every day. But Well, so basically, you know, we brought in about 30 vendors, aside from all the businesses we have going on on Gasoline Alley, uh, because I need a lot of things to buy for the holidays, and I don't want to spend time going around to all these different places and going online and trying to get packages in on time. So we brought 30 local vendors in, uh, pretty much everything you would want for any family member for all the holidays we got going on this year. Damn now, you, you brought a bunch of your uh, your beans over there, Tim. Totally. We brought some coffee beans, some cans. I brought some of my Frosty Balls in for you guys because I knew you would love it. It's our Ooh, holiday season. I love Frosty Balls. balls. Yeah. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good I love Frosty, frosty balls. balls in my mouth. Yes. Totally. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it goes. Now, just for those who uh, don't know what uh, a good Frosty Ball is all about, what is a, a Frosty Ball? Heck, yeah. So Frosty Balls is our winter seasonal blend. It's a really awesome coffee from Ethiopia and Brazil. And uh, it's it's just everything I want to taste on a cold winter day. That's totally not the definition I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. fact, I was yeah, right. thinking of something a little bit more, uh, yeah. a little bit more, uh, you know, closer to home. But that's uh, that's pretty cool. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you're showing off culinary delights uh, throughout the area, right? Or is it just in this in this gasoline alley thing? Like, well, are they're they're. The businesses are from all over, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's so the businesses we have coming in, we have a couple of other other photographers who are fantastic. Um, we have uh, woodworkers. We have uh, people who who uh, sell flower arrangements. Yeah, uh, stained, stained glass. glass. Uh, Ooh, you like, like, yes. like, like you rehearsed it. You owe me a coffee, Tim. All right, but, um, but tell me about yeah. that lady right there. Who's who's that lady? This what you oh, brought here. Oh. So we had we brought in some uh, pastry from Wicked Whisk, and uh, as I've I've said many many times, um, if I ever retire from photography, I'm going to start a religion based around her pop tarts, because because, <laughs> yeah. because the, as as you you'll you'll know 
as soon as you have it in your mouth. Yeah. Um, they are phenomenal. Well, ridiculous. I, I had one of the donuts. Yeah. And the, it was- The apple cider. It, yeah. It's an apple cider donut. It's fantastic. So Aaron from Wicked Whisk is, is one of the uh, food brood members and, and uh, you know, a resident of Gasoline Alley. And she makes these desserts. She, she will make- the ringdings and the oh, ring devil dogs. Ooh, I love zebra a ringding. Cakes. And zebra cakes. Zebra I mean, cakes. All those classic. Okay, bones. Okay, the cl- she makes all the classic stuff. But, but uh, what? Well, the but right. The kicker is yeah. it's vegan. Well, see, I, if, if you hadn't have told yeah, me that that know, donut was vegan, I would never have known in nope. a million years. Well, first no. of all, uh, I don't even uh, that that doesn't even concern me. Uh, okay. that it's vegan. Right. Uh, th- what what is should be noted about these things is, as you say, she brings back all these classics. This pop tart was mm. nothing like the pop tart that everybody knows that right. comes in that box. And matter of fact, that's kind of like chewing on uh, like sawdust. It's, this yeah. is like the best pop tart I have ever had the in original, my life. The original pop tarts I think mm. were sawdust and cardboard. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. were. Yeah. I got to tell you, you know, back in my youth, back when I uh, was a little overweight back in the day. Uh, I would rip through a whole box of ring dings in one sitting. Oh, you're I'd just kidding. be sitting there and you know ripping the yeah. foil off those mm-hmm. things cuz I don't remember you remember this the best part about the ring ding it left this film in your mouth for like hours. This big greasy film inside. Mm. Now, I'd love to know how you recreate that and stay vegan. Right. A plant-based film. That I'd like to see. Because bacon hash ain't doing that. No, no, yeah, it's bacon not. hash no, ain't doing that. No. Ain't helping no, Aaron is phenomenal. And, and uh, you know, her stuff is, is for sale um, at the espresso bar, at the Monsoon Espresso Bar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at the Food at Brood. The food brood at the ga- At Gaslin Alley all the time. So, so th- this yeah. this event on uh, on Sunday yes. is that uh, if someone wanted to, uh, to go and uh, hang out, uh, it, it's like $3 at the door? That's yeah. nothing. Yeah. I know it's uh, it's like a you know the the sublime song is five dollars at the door we're like less expensive yeah 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 you know you're even I'm more saying? sublime when you really think about I think it think a hundred percent so we've got a lot happening again so many vendors food um, beer sales rumor has it Santa will be there and he's making adjustments to the naughty and nice list that's like that's it's not true. too like that's like the cutoff date actually Santa so, told me if you buy him a beer he can cut you off the naughty list and that's yeah, right all right nice well, I guess what, we can work that out for him. why do I get the the, uh, the idea that like Billy Bob Thornton is the, be the Santa <laughs> this year <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, come and find out but again it's the uh, the third annual Kringle market it's at 250 and 270 Albany Street in Springfield this Sunday 10 to 4 right Right. 10 to 4. Right. We're going to have some live music up on, in my neck of the woods. And actually, Aaron, uh, the Wicked Whisk uh, food truck, uh, is going to be right outside my studio door. And we're going to have the beer sales are up in my studio, conveniently. Down at the Food Brood, we'll have Nosh Cafe and Restaurant. We'll have Monsoon Roastery. And we'll have Corsella Butcheria grilling and chilling. And, uh, you know, more than 30 vendors hanging out with us and yeah, and if you can go, that make sounds it. sounds awesome. Because you, you can see what's being done with Springfield. For all the right. bad things you hear about on the news going on, there's a lot of good going on, and you guys are uh, well, you guys are part yeah. of uh, and, uh, and, that and, area back. And, the, and there are other parts of Springfield that are awesome besides just downtown. Gasoline Alley, what's, what's happened there in the last couple of years is really cool. It's, uh, we, you know, I like to think of it as an oasis, really. You know, and if when you walk in, you experience Gasoline Alley, um, it's really different. It's not totally different. It, it, it's you know you don't expect this almost anywhere. You're driving down a street. It's very industrial street, and then boom, you you know you're hit with these these brightly uh, painted buildings with murals, and 
everybody inside, all the vendors are phenomenal. All of our, my, you know, my, my colleagues and uh, I don't know, what, what do I call you guys? Family. Basically, family. We're, we're almost, almost family. Pseudo family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's the black sheep, though? We want to know which one's that. Usually it's me. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. Everybody's really? got a problem with me. The guy with the sure. coffee yeah, the guy, is the black right. sheep? Really? Uh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> well, they're stressed out before they get to them, and they just oh, want a yeah. cup of coffee. Right, right. Yeah, they're a cocaine. Right. Right. Photographer uh, Chris Marion and uh, Tim Munson from uh, Monsoon Bre- uh, Roastery. Great to see you guys. Best of luck this weekend. Sounds like a great event. Kringle Market at uh, Gasoline Alley. Awesome. Thank you guys Thank so you much. Guys. Thank it. you. Thank yeah. you. It's 858 on Rock 102. Rock 102.